The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Well, um, I have come to the conclusion that I am the straw that stirs the drink. I am the guy that seemingly has to tell people the truth when they don't want to hear the truth. You see, folks, I'm a helper. I'm here not to be a cheerleader. I'm here on Jacob Sports, okay? I'm here, as Xander just said, to be the best version of Dan Cilio. <laughs> Whatever that means and however that razzes all your asses, I don't really care. What up, Miguel? What up? Hey, Daz, you're one of my boys, man. You're one of the Big Sills Army. I love it. I am going to make a statement here. Kyle, are you ready? If you don't hit or tackle, you are not practicing football. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're preparing for. But if you ain't hitting somebody, it ain't football. Plain and simple. I don't care what you want to define it. I don't care how you want to. Sell that to your fan base. If you ain't hitting somebody, you ain't playing football. Because that's what the sport is, baby. You can all have all the lipping you want. I got a great quote. I, I got to get that quote. Because I said it years ago. We were getting ready to play Oklahoma. And somebody asked me, Xander, you're going to love this. I'm going to post this. Well, it's time to stop lipping. And start hitting. That's what I said, because all week long I was talking shit about Oklahoma, Brian Bosworth, all that stuff. I was just talking trash. Finally, a reporter put a microphone in front of me and said, Sills, everything's been said. I said, yeah, man, it's time to stop lipping, start hitting. I'm going to post that when we go to the timeout in a couple minutes. Put that on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. Time to start hitting somebody, man. Let's go, baby. Let's go hit somebody. Let's go. By the way, all kidding aside, I was watching Eagle practice today. I got to tell you, man, that access that they give you on the Twitter page, and I'm pretty much assuming on their Facebook page too, you get a chance to watch the entire practice. They go to drill to drill. They go to position to position. Commentary is not all that good. But the access that you get a chance to see the practice and get to see what they're working on, I like it, man. I do. I think it's pretty good. And they gave you complete access, really, the first day in pads for the Eagles, and I thought it was great. I watched the entire practice, all 15 minutes of it. Now, it went on for a little bit over an hour. And they were working hard. You could see it, man. I really loved the access to it. So 
I, I thought it was good. Flex, no, I saw them out there, man. I mean, they weren't tackling. Flex, you call that hitting? Flex, you didn't you don't really call that hitting what they did today. It's more like bumping. <laughs> it was more like bumping into people. Seals, how's your blood pressure, Ben, since talking to Cobb yesterday? It's better. Thank you. Gotta hit somebody, man. You gotta hit somebody. Danny D. Hey Seals, I'm ready. For your boy, Elliot Spitzer, sure stats today. I, hey, I can't wait to see the stats, too. I can't wait, man. Keeping stats on, you know, practice throws and shit like that. Elliot Spitzer, sure, parks, something, I don't know. Some cheerleader over at WIP writes down stats every day on Jalen Hurts. We're going to get to Jalen Hurts here in a minute. He's got a definition of what a lead is. Yeah, baby. He's got a definition of elite. By the way, topics on today. Eagles, Dolphin owner, fixing football games. Why are we using the word tanking? Is that code for an NFL owner paying a head coach to fix games? Why are they doing that in the media? Because you know why? The league went, don't be using the word fixing games. Stephen Ross, one of the absolute worst owners in all of NFL football, is fixing football games, but what are we calling it now? What's the word? Tanking. That's code for fixing. Okay? It's code for fixing games. You know those first-round draft choices that they got from the 49ers? (laughs) One of them's gone in a three. We're going to hit on that baby, too. So you got an NFL owner. And how about the commissioner? The commissioner going, we found no evidence. of. See, this whole thing was to get in front of making sure Brian Flores' case kind of gets squashed, that he was offered money to fix games. That's why they're doing this. They'd rather have Stephen Ross fall on the sword than to be accused of fixing ball games and having like a Tim Donaghy kind of deal. But the only difference is, that was a referee. You got an NFL owner doing it. Woo, baby. How you doing? Hey, it's one thing to get Spygate or Bountygate and get fines against you. It's another thing for the commissioner of the National Football League to go. An NFL owner has been suspended and fined for lack of integrity. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> Fixing football games. That's number two on the list. Because I got to get to Jalen talking about what he thinks is elite. Deshaun Watson. Hey, NFL, this just in. You might want to let it go. (laughs) You you might want to let it go. You agreed to this with the new CBA that there would be an independent arbiter that would come in and adjudicate these cases. And if you don't like your cake and now you want to take your bat and ball and run with it. Come on, man. Which is it here? See how the NFL moves the yardsticks? See how they like to move the chains? They negotiated this. Now, all of a sudden, the league's like this. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should have a couple more games to spend. Hey, I don't know if I... What do you mean you don't know? You negotiated this, you hemorrhoids. Oh, okay. I don't like it. Let's move the sticks again. The league, man, is so awesome. And there we are. Jalen Hurts. I got to get this quote. 
I got to get the quote. Let me get my glasses here. I got to read this. This is what Jalen Hurts defines what a lead is. Said it to somebody at USA Today Sports. His definition of a lead. And I was like, really? Pretty interesting on how he sees what a lead is. Let me give you Jalen Hurts' definition of elite. Here we go. Ready? Process and stuff, seeing it, and being consistent in it. I think there were games where I played at a really high level last year. What game was that? What game did you think Jalen Hurts played at a high level at last year? And then there were games where I wasn't the same guy from week to week. Simply put, it's consistency. I think being consistent will make things elite around here. It will make me elite. It will make this offense elite. And that's on all levels at every position. And Xander goes, Denver, he was sharp. Yeah, against the sorry-ass team. Okay, he was sharp against Denver. Congratulations to you. So Jalen's definition of elite is process. And being consistent. You want to know something? He's right. You can win with that formula. That's the first thing this spring... Fall, summer camp, training camp, that I agree with him. He's right. Consistency. Finding your receivers. Not putting the ball on the ground. Being repetitive every week like Brady is. I'm not talking about Brady's performance either. I'm talking about study habits. How you show up to the complex, how you perform in games, how you talk to the media, how you talk to your players, not making the critical mistake. Jalen Hurts' number one thing to me this year is this. Dude, don't make the critical mistake. Be consistent, and you can win with that formula that he just penned out there. Yeah, you can win with that. That doesn't make you an elite talent. But that could make your group elite. Yes. Jalen, you're right. Being consistent is totally what the NFL is all about. He's right. Making sure you're doing the same process over and over and over and over again. GT, you can win with that. He doesn't have to be exceptional. Watch this. 17 of 31, 250 yards passing, no turnovers, 56 yards rushing, 60 yards rushing. Receivers are consistent with that O-line and D-line and the depth level that you have. You're going to be in every ball game. You see, I'll tell you flat out, they're not exceptionally skilled players on the Eagles. But you know what they have? They have a good-looking group. 
Like here, I'll give you a for instance on that. How many teams do you see around the league that have an exceptionally skilled kid, but their team's not good? We see that all the time. Guy's really great. He's on a bad team. The Eagles have a bunch of really good professional football players at almost every position. Like, they're not going to suck. They're not going to be exceptional. But they're going to be consistent. And in the conversation, when you look at the Eagle roster, you look at the Eagle roster compared to, say, the Cowboy roster, you look at it and you go like this. Well, the quarterback is probably better in Dallas as of August 2nd. Okay? He's proven it. Jalen hasn't. Care what you think of Dak. And by the way, I think Dak's got to step up too this year. I think Dak Prescott's got to show me more than just collecting a paycheck every Tuesday. I agree with you guys. But Jalen's not even in that conversation yet, okay? Because when you start talking about Dak Prescott, you're talking about Dak Prescott now, one of the financially well-off players in the sport. You're going to be gauged by the contract that you're performing at. That's what people are going to look at. Okay? Can the Eagles win with that definition of elite? Yes. Flex says, I was watching Westbrook highlights last night. If Gainwell can be like like that coming out of the backfield, I agree with you. I think I want to see more Gainwell because personally, I don't think Miles Sanders is good enough for this offense. I would not start Miles Sanders. In the best interest of Jalen Hurts, I would not in a million years start Miles Sanders. I would not. He's not a versatile threat. Hurts versus Tampa, 23 of 43, one touchdown, two picks, 258 yards. That's terrible. Dak is not that good. Bro, if you're thinking that Dak is not that good, Jalen Hurts is below average then. Hawk, he's not Dak Prescott yet. Don't put him in any elite quarterback. As a matter of fact, if you're going to make a comparison today where Jalen Hurts is right now, you're going to put him in a Tyrod Taylor and a little bit below Teddy Bridgewater in that class. He's there. He's not any of those elite guys. Just because you have an elite roster, an elite team, doesn't make him one. Everybody on that offense, pretty much you can consider elite in that old line. You could make the conversation about A.J. Brown being elite at wideout. Can't make that conversation for your quarterback yet. Okay? Five-star, big sills. Will Hurts have better numbers than Dak this year? Absolutely not. Prescott's going to throw for around 4,600 yards this year. He had the number one offense in the National Football League last year. Absolutely not. Won't even, I'll tell you what. He'll probably have 12 to 1,300 more passing yards than Jalen will. But Jalen's team may have more wins. I'll take that trade off. I'll take that trade off any day. 215 is correct. Dak Prescott had Dan Mullen. And now he's got Kellen Moore. And he was under 
He was under-recruited out of high school because he was a late bloomer. How do you end up at Mississippi State? How do you end up at Mississippi State and you're not at a more elite school like Alabama in the Southeastern Conference? He was a late bloomer. People have... Josh Allen was a late bloomer. Josh Allen was decent, I thought, at Wyoming. Okay? I thought he was decent at Wyoming. I didn't think he was exceptional. But you kind of saw the skill set. Personally, that's how Jordan Love got drafted because I think the people in Green Bay saw the same kind of characteristics playing in the WAC, Western Athletic Conference. I think they looked at Jordan Love and went, look, he's big. He's got a big arm. Same thing. They looked at him the same way at Utah State that they looked at Josh Allen and they were trying to duplicate that find. Can't do that when you're talking quarterbacks. Look at Drew Brees. Look at all these quarterbacks, Brady, Brees, all these guys who were like, not really looked at as a superstar player when they were in college. Brees kind of was at Purdue. Flex says that can't be elite unless everything around him's perfect. Well, last year they were the number one offense in the National Football League. Dak has one wide out right now. Kid Washington got hurt. You're right. Hurts will throw for 4,200 yards. Kyle. So he's going to have 1,100-yard increase because you think the addition of A.J. Brown is going to bring 1,100 more passing yards to Jalen Hurts. Wow. Okay. Jay says... Sounds like Cilio's a nut hugger for them Cowboys. Uh, Jay, no, I talk in reality. You talk in fantasy. Okay? I know you love your Eagles. I get it. I know the Cowboys are your enemy. I get it. But here, we talk in actualities. Dak Prescott's a better player. He's put up better numbers. He's won more ball games. Yes, he's one and three in the postseason. But he's destroyed the Cowboys. Okay, he personally has destroyed the Cowboys over the last two years. I don't know what you're talking about. It's been no contest. I mean, it was almost like no moss. Like Durant saying no moss to Leonard. Cilio, your trip in Miles Sanders reminds me of Barry Sanders. I played with Barry Sanders. I don't think so. He reminds you of Barry Sanders. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, Hawk, thanks for the laugh. I, I uh, Man, he reminds you of, he reminds you of Barry Sanders. Okay. Brandon says Josh Allen was great his junior year. You're correct, he was. He lost most of his starters in his senior year. That's correct. That's, Brandon, that's exactly what went down. Reality is the Cowboys haven't won shit since 95. Whether they had a good quarterback, that's not my conversation here about Dak Prescott being a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts today. That's not my conversation. We know the history. Okay? We know the history. Dak Prescott's a better quarterback. And you see what people go to right after that? Well, the Cowboys haven't done anything since 95. Oh, What's that got to do with 2022? Zero. Zero. History has nothing to do with today. Zero. Zero. 
Isn't it funny? History's got nothing to do with today or tomorrow, especially in the NFL. You're only as good as the last game you played. You're only as good as the last series you're in. Okay? Hurts will improve. Let's not get crazy. To one end, a friendly bet. I bet you that the Niners will have a better season record than the Eagles. I'll take that bet. You got it. I'll bet you, and when I'm in San Francisco, um, I'll bet you a over at Pastamadora, a nice slice of pie up there in North Beach. Okay, I'll bet you a nice slice of pie. You win seven games, Eagles are going to win 12 ball games. Hertz has shown nothing in terms of improvement so far in camp. Gravy, amen, he hasn't. There's no improvement in camp with Jalen Hurts so far. How can you say that? No hitting, no tackling. There's no barometer on how you can say, we're not going to know until he gets in the game against the Lions. I liked that comment yesterday, too, when people were saying, what's the over-under on missed tackles in game one against the Lions? Over 20, under 20. As a true Eagle fan, it's 75, I must say, that I agree with you wholeheartedly on this one, Sills. Listen, they're going to win. Don't make a mistake. I like, I gave Jalen kudos today for his definition in USA Today of what a lead is, consistency. Being consistent every single day. That's right. Bro, you don't have to throw for 700 yards. Just be consistent. Don't turn the ball over. Don't make the critical mistake that cost you a game. If you do that, that football team will improve. And But get this, what's going to happen here? Jalen's not going to have the improvement that you guys are going to want. Even though he wins 12 games and he wins the NFC East. You know, guys, I think that's kind of where I've been rolling towards. Maybe I haven't been able to express it better than what I have. If he has his definition of elite, okay, his definition of elite, he's not going to improve a lot. But you know where he is going to improve? You're not going to see these giant swings. Xander had to get used to my style last year because you know what? Xander was right. One week I'm talking highly of Jalen Hurts. The next week I'm dogging him. Next week, I'm up here. Next week, I'm down there. Then I realized this. That's how he's been playing all year. That's how he's been playing. I'm reporting on how he's been playing, and it was a seesaw. He's got to stop those high pitches and those big swings, and it's got to be like this, like you're going over calm waters. He was doing this last year. Gigantic waves, one week here, one week there, one week here. That's why the team had two different seasons. Last year, the team at two and five, we were talking whether or not Nick Sirianni was the guy. After that, we were saying, wow, what a savior he is. That's when they took the ball out of the quarterback's hand, though. See? You guys don't want to say that, but the quarterback didn't have very much to do with the winning in the second half of the season. It was the O-line and the running attack. Hurts lacks arm talent. Sees the game as a runner. 
but can't fix lack of arm talent. Best case, mobile Jimmy G, but Hurts can't win against real competition and really the elite quarterbacks. Hurts' accuracy on his deep balls is trash, says Brandon. He doesn't have the arm strength. Brandon, you know what, though? Brady worked on that. Improve the underneath game, then. Help him. Get Gainwell more involved. I saw him practicing more. I'm hoping that's a good sign because I watch him catching passes out of the backfield. He looks way better than Miles Sanders. And if I'm Howie Roseman, I guess, and Nick Sirianni, I want that guy more in third down situations. He's going to help the quarterback more. Accuracy doesn't equal strength. Correct. Our gravy of Hertz is holding them back. Do they make a move? Our gravy, let's do this. Let's not talk about future quarterbacks here right now. You know why? That takes our eye off the ball. Okay, that takes our eye off the ball. We've got a 2022 season to concern ourselves with, and most notably, 60 minutes against the Lions. GT, with, with, with Jalen's definition, they can make it to the NFC Championship game. Consistency, don't turn the ball over. And again, that's not going to be a massive enough improvement. Thank you, Art Gravy. You're great, man. I appreciate that. Hertz is a finished product. So you're saying then, the, what Marquise is saying, Hertz is a finished product. If Hertz is a finished product, I'll pass. Brady and Breeze could throw it 55 yards accurately. His motion is smooth, doesn't throw his whole body. Hurts lack of arm talent shows on deep passes. It does. It's wild, Sills. You think that the birds start two and five and then make it to the yeah. Because they're not practicing hard enough. I'm gonna stick to that. Is, is, I don't know if it's two and five. I think it's two and four. I think you go into the bye two and four. I think it's more two and four. Then you come out, you beat the Steelers. You beat the Texans. You beat Washington at home. Be a tough game against the Colts. You lose to the Packers. Tough game against the Titans. You beat the Giants, the Bears. There's the Cowboys there in Arlington late in the year. Then you beat the Saints, and then you beat the Giants. It's 11 wins. Yeah. But the way that that football team is preparing for the upcoming NFL season, hey, by the way, you better not lose that Lions game because of the way that you're going about your practice. I don't give a shit what your media in Philadelphia is telling you. I don't care what they're saying. If you don't hit and tackle in pro football, a physically demanding game, you're not practicing football. You're throwing in the backyard with your father. Hey, everything looked organized today. It looked great. Working on pass rush. 
But how can you work on a fit for a linebacker blitzing at half speed and when you're not hitting or full contact? They don't have full contact practices. I watched that practice today. It was not full contact. Why even put the pads on? Why even put the pads on? I watched the entire practice today. Why put the pads on? So, in my opinion, I saw the Buccaneers practice yesterday. They had full contact in drills. The Bucs had full contact. The Eagles don't believe in full contact. And Brady, by the way, I asked Bruce Arians this morning, is Bruce, is Brady playing in the exhibition? He goes, yeah. So wait a minute here. Tom Brady, the GOAT, is playing exhibition football, but Jalen Hurts is being held out by Howie Roseman, the doctors, and then Nick. So it's good enough for the GOAT, but not Jalen. Interesting. How's that work? How, how's that work? Had to make sure they remembered how to put the pads on. Dude, I mean, why put the pads on? Anthony's right, man. The Eagles are treating Hurts like he's the GOAT and he is a finished product. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Dak won 10 games once in four years. Bro, Jalen Hurts is not a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Get that out of your mind. Is that hard for you to swallow? How do contact drills help the quarterback when the quarterback can't get hit? Well, when you throw the ball down the field and you're battling with Darius Slay and your wide receiver has to go up and get it and he has to fight for it and you're going full contact for that ball, that's how it helps his quarterback. That's what full contact does. Or when you got Jason Kelsey and he's going up on a second tier going after N'Kobe Dean and N'Kobe Dean's taking on a future Hall of Famer and he's learning how to shed that guy and get away from that guy. Instead, Jason Kelsey pulls up and N'Kobe Dean was taught nothing in that process. Dude, one of the greatest things in the world is when you go against a really good player and he's going full speed with you, it's a teaching process. That's how you pass the baton to the next guy. Not sitting around playing patty cake. We're in a position Kansas City was in. Hill, Kelsey, Bender, Alex Smith was limited, so they were sealing plays. And what I, I dude, it's got to be a little bit more than that, man. You got to help me out a bit. Okay. Got to help me out a bit. You're making me sound like an idiot. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button, okay? Come on, guys. The Sports Take guys had 130 likes. Come on now. You know, we're the king of the likes. Please hit it for us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Don't let anybody beat us ever any day. Seals, winning 12 games appears to be giving Gannon credit when he hasn't shown he can make it work with the new players. No credit for Hurts. I don't know yet. 
I'm not, I'm, you know what last year was last year. Coaches are based on what they do every single year, man. People are talking shit on Bill Belichick. He hasn't won a playoff game in three years. Does he suck now all of a sudden? Does Bill Belichick suck all of a sudden? Okay. Dominic says, we're not sports take. You're not sports take. Funny, Dominic. My show dominates in likes every week. Dominates. Oh, and views. Alex Smith hit his wall in Kansas City. That's when they made the move to Mahomes. Magic happened. Kyle says, Sills, if we get you 150 likes, will you wear a Hertz jersey? No. (laughs) No. 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 I'm not like that. No. Hertz gets me 4,200 passing yards. Then we'll start talking. (laughs) Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, Howie's. Hey, right? Now they're talking that Belichick is washed up. He hasn't won a playoff game in three years. You think Bill sucks? I've never seen a Hurts jersey. (laughs) I have. That's not fair. (laughs) 4K for him would be a massive accomplishment. You know what, though, man? I don't care about the statistics on it. You know? 12 wins. 12 wins. They eat. Alex Smith was limited, so was Kansas City. The ceiling, you switch to Smith with Mahomes, and the offense explodes. Magic happens. That's where we are. And Hertz is limited. So you're saying he's like an Alex Smith, and there's so few things that you can do with him right now, Flex, that the next guy who comes in is going to be able to open it up. That's absolutely correct. Like I said, if you had Kirk Cousins in that offense on what you have here, Cousins would throw for 5,000 yards. He would. Look what he's doing with Justin Jefferson. Jefferson's out to the fastest start in wide receiver history in the league. That's Justin Jefferson if Kirk Cousins sucks. Fastest to 3,000 yards in NFL history is Justin Jefferson. Look at that. That's crazy. I want to talk about the Saints. They are the next team up. And a lot of changeover with that football team. We're going to hit on that also, the Miami Dolphins, and that whole absolute disgusting thing that's going on. And Brian Flores is right. He's now an assistant coach. With the Pittsburgh Steelers, I had a chance to talk with um, our good friend, Kevin Colbert, who's kind of just like a, um, like an ambassador or like a consultant now with the Steelers. He's no longer the general manager, but I had a conversation. And the NFL, what should they do with Deshaun Watson? A little bit more. By the way, I wrote down a whole bunch of notes from today's training camp. And I want to hit on, let's see, the depth of the O-line and D-line. I saw some good things from Brandon Graham. 
Jordan Malata, I want to hit on too. So we're going to hit on all that stuff. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Guys, my friends at Morgan & Morgan wanted me to tell you guys, thank you so much for the response that you guys have been giving them because it's been absolutely epic. And, you know, I've been telling you the fee is free. It's true. You know, they've been telling everybody the same thing. You know, hey, we don't get paid unless you do. If you're hurt or injured on the job, Morgan & Morgan, the biggest law firm in the country, could be the most important decision that you ever make when it comes to getting an attorney to represent you if you've been hurt or injured. For the people, it's not just a slogan or a logo. This is what they've done for the past 30 years. They've collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for all of their clients, 800 attorneys strong. And I say this to you, no such thing as a fender bender, meaning this, they're not going to be intimidated and no case is too small. Call them 800 512 1600. That's 800 512 1600. Look, the call is free. The consultation is free. 800 512 1600. Know this too. Okay. Open 24 7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan and Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on you Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Big Seals. Please hit the like button. I'll tell you one thing that's really cool and really evident. The fans that were at practice today to see the Eagle guys was awesome. Best fan base, I got to think, in the National Football League. And I say that with all respect to the Patriots, Steelers, Packers, Cowboy fans, Saints. Um, there, boy, that was great. There were a ton of fans out there, and the players were receptive. The players are open to walking up to the to the fans. They're accessible. That's the beautiful thing about what the NFL is doing. Yeah, I got to tell you guys something, man. Back in the day, my wife was saying this, and Xander, I don't know if you know this too, man, but dude, back in the day, fans were not allowed to come to the training camp. You could. There were specific days that you could come to. Like a scrimmage if, like, when I was with the Cowboys, we scrimmaged the Chargers in Thousand Oaks, and we were at some high school. The fans could sit in the stands, and they would see that Saturday game, maybe a Saturday practice. Now you get a chance to walk up, talk to the players as they're getting ready to walk out and go through drills and such. I think it's great. I think the more you make those players accessible to the fans, that's why the league is growing the way it's growing. That's why nothing can hurt it. Whether it's uh, an owner fixing ball games or you got issues with a player with sexual misconduct, nothing's going to hurt that game because they've now made it almost hockey-like where you're like accessible to your favorite stars and your favorite team. I'll say this to you about the Philadelphia fan base, man. There's some great teams in your market. Phillies, Flyers, probably in that order for me. Then the Sixers. But the Eagles, man, they're they're it's really a dominant football city. You know, there's very rarely where you see a basketball team is like the centerpiece in a particular city, unless you have only one team like San Diego with the Padres. By the way, congratulations on Juan Soto and Hader the day before. AJ Preller, you talk about opening up the checkbook. This guy's got this guy's got Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., and now he's got Juan Soto. I don't know about you, but I don't know if there's a a, a, a better heart of the lineup anywhere. I mean, Dodgers, Yankees, Padres. It's the best middle of the lineup, potentially, and young. So congratulations to A.J. Preller and the Padres, man. I can't believe that. Juan Soto, and they got Hater from Milwaukee the day before. Unbelievable. But the fans at Eagle practice, man, that stuff was great. Kudos to you, okay? Kudos to you, man. Really is. Train eight, hey, Michael, man, I mean, kudos. By the way, um, a lot of walkthrough stuff in full gear today, I noticed the practice. A lot of, like, walkthrough stuff, teaching. That's not uncommon. First couple days, first week of training camp. That's not uncommon. By the way, I didn't say this. Barrett Brooks at the top of the hour. Our friend's going to join us, and we're going to talk to him. He's been actually at practice. I watched it today, um, and I kind of had some takeaways from it. And Barrett's going to join us at the top of the hour. So um, we're looking forward to talking to our friend. Please hit the like button, like I said. A lot of walkthrough stuff. I mean, nothing nothing out of the unordinary. wasn't like, you know – Hey, they're not practicing and, 
the other teams, I watched their, uh, you know, the other teams like the 49ers and I watched a couple other teams, the Patriots, a lot of teaching going on right now. And rightfully so, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I saw Brandon Graham too. I thought it was great to see him on the field. I saw him talking to some of the new players. I saw him talking to some of his guys. Looks like he's a, you know what? I, I don't know much about Brandon Graham, but it looks like he's a very vocal guy out there on the field. And that's a good thing. Communication with your guys and what you guys are all trying to accomplish as a group. You know, it's one thing. You have individual goals on what you're trying to do, but your group also has goals. You want to improve on sacks. You want to be really good against the run. You want to be in the top 10 in defense. You want to do all those things. And to see people talking and milling around, having conversations with one another, I saw Brandon Graham doing that. My opinion, I like that. You don't always have to be hitting, putting a pad on somebody. If you're talking to somebody and you're talking to somebody about a technique, bro, having Brandon Graham talk to me and I'm Jordan Davis and he's talking to me about hand placement or he's talking about anything when it comes to leverage play is a great thing. I was watching the Rams camp and I was watching Aaron Donald talk to some of the new young players that are on the defensive line. You know what they're practicing? Hand placement, moving around, slipping, scooping, getting hands off you, making angles, running the hula hoop. I saw them running the hula hoop at Eagle camp. Good thing. I like it. So Brandon Graham, I love the fact that he, Big picking. he's talking to all the guys, and I'm glad that you guys are telling me that he's a team leader. I like the fact that he's talking out there like that, and I see him talking to Tracy Rocker. They're all communicating. It's a fantastic thing. So that was a, that was a takeaway. Um, I'm going to make this comment to you about Jordan Mulata, watching him go through uh, drills. The guy who's going to make the biggest improvement on the Philadelphia Eagle football team this year is not going to be your quarterback. It's going to be that beast, that left tackle. Watching him, I saw this with him. I saw Jordan Malata last year get beat, not quit on a play, but get beat in his recovery to get back into position you could tell that he needed work on that. That's why he wasn't considered an elite offensive tackle. Top 10 where you guys see. Watch this. Does Jordan Mulata have the ability to be Trent Williams? Yes. Yes. Do you know what I saw today in practice? I saw a kid do this. Mulata. Guy got around him on his outside shoulder. He dipped down. He was able to drop his foot, get his hand back up again, get back into position. He struggled with that last year. He's worked out his game. Jordan Alada, by the end of the year, the two offensive tackles that are going to represent the all-pro team are going to be Trent Williams, San Francisco 49ers, and not the kid with the Chargers. I think it's going to be Mulata. You're going to have an all-pro. You're going to have bookend tackles that could be considered all-pro in Lane and in Jordan. This kid, Jordan Mulata, I saw improvement just in footwork. Not hitting, not contact, but his footwork. Guy got his left shoulder down. 
He scooped it back out, slid his feet out, got back into position. Now you got the best teacher in the NFL, too, doing that. That's a takeaway, okay? That's a takeaway. Some of the things that I saw there. I'll, I'll, I'll throw this at you as well. When they kept panning back and forth, and they kept going back and forth to the O-line, D-line, I saw Lane going through um, his, his drills. I saw uh, Jordan and Fletcher doing their drills. I got to say this to you. I think this football team, I don't know if they're as talented as a 17 team, but I'm going to make a comment to you here, and I hope they don't make me look stupid. I think they got the best depth in the league at both lines. I think they got the best depth. I don't know what that translates into yet. Okay, I don't. And what's different, it's that Fletcher's not elite anymore. In 17, he was elite. There's nobody really elite on the front seven. There's not. But I think you've got a great group. Does that make sense? Like, you don't have an Aaron Donald. But I think you've got a better front seven than what the Rams do. Let me take that back. I think you're deeper than the Rams. Because you guys got to go out and prove it. Okay? The Eagles have to go out and prove it. But I think think the depth – yeah, I got to remember, to keep talent to the right – and depth to the left. I think the Eagles got great depth. Okay? Great depth. Especially in the O-line. Guys, I'm going to tell you something, man. Big Pickett says, Jerkins, 10-year center. And picked by Jason Kelsey and Howie. I'm going to take that. Dude, you got a second group in offensive line that could start on some really shit... Dude, you could take that second – here, watch this. You could take the Eagles' second-team offensive line and they'd start with the Jets. They would clearly start in New York with the Giants. Okay? You could take that second-team line and you would start in New York with the Giants. Okay? I think Davis can have an – AD impact. He's he's more physically gifted. Yeah, but his production flex is my only issue with Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis wasn't very productive. When I look at his numbers at at Georgia now, to be fair to that, you got seven first rounders on that defense. So you may not have enormous numbers. You know what I mean? You may not have Super numbers because, dude, Walker and Wyatt and Dean and the safety and all the Dude, you got a shitload of first-round draft choices. The kid this year, they got a kid down there this year who's going to be a top-five guy. By the way, that Bama-Georgia game, yes, I'm saying the SEC title game, that's going to be another epic game. It's going to be another epic game. Jets always pick up our whole line scraps. Hey, man, your old line scraps? Dude, 
this guy, Isaac Sayomalo, I, I saw him when he walked through the door after practice was over. This guy's built like he's like Cam Newton. He's 315 pounds and he's carved out of a steak. Those guys are in phenomenal shape for 335, 340 pounds. Jordan Malata is like built. He's not a fat body like Nate Newton was back in the day. You know how you had the fat 330 pound guy back in the day? These guys are far removed from that. These guys could compete at Mr. Olympia. Phenomenal shape that they're in. Dillard looks great. You know what I love too? I was watching Jeff Stoutland today. Um, Jeff Stoutland was doing this. He was standing behind the old lineman. And when the guys were coming at him at the, at the, um, they had drills, like one guy facing this way, one guy facing this way. And he was just watching, punching. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. And he would stop the drill. And he would go over to the kid. And he would tell him, hey, too low on your punch. Why is it too low on your punch? Because he can get a scoop and slip on you and rip you. You go down like that. I'm hitting that down over the top. So you've got to you've got to be like a boxer when you're an old lineman. You shoot those hands out like that, I have the advantage. See, being an old lineman, Stoutland was teaching patience today. Thought it was great. Thought it was great. There's some freaking great coaching going on out there, and you can see it. Okay. You can see it. Stoutland was an example. Brandon Graham was an example. Lane Johnson and Jordan talking with one another. I saw Landon Dickerson also getting up and out of his stance. Now, look, the offense is always going to look better. Uh, first part of training camp, in my opinion, because you know why? Got a bunch of new guys on the other side. And the experience factor is on the offense. The defense is going to catch up. Now, here, let's go back to my open, though. When you're not hitting and you're not going through full contact, that's a problem for me because that affects the defense more than the offense. I, I heard Barrett say something today. You got to remember something about playing offense. Watch this, guys. When you want to run a play, a power eye play, or you want to run through a five hole and you want to get a guy – in the five hole, you want to you want to do a run play. Center's got to snap the ball. The left tackle, especially if you want to run right, left tackle has got to influence the guy to go up the field, not down the line of scrimmage. You never want that end going down that line of scrimmage because he'll make the play from the backside, especially if you're going down like this. So you want to kind of influence them. Okay, the guard has got to do the same thing. Maybe a false step, then back inside again. You're trying to get that de – remember, defense is reactionary. Offense knows where to go. All 11 guys have to make an offense work on one particular play. One guy screws up. Offside tackle doesn't influence. Guy runs down the line of scrimmage. What happens? He catches the back from behind before he even hits the hole. One guy. 
Everybody on defense can screw up. One guy makes a play. Right? One guy screw. Everybody can screw up on defense. But one guy make a play. On offense, everybody. Wide receiver has to make it look like it's a pass play. On run plays. Vice versa. All of that. We saw a lot of that today. No reason for the Eagles aren't in the NFC Championship game. There's no reason for it. I think Jimmy G is going to head to New York. I think he's going to be a New York Giant. Flex says the way that Howie's constructed the roster, he can offer to go all in on quarterback in the draft. There's no need for that conversation right now. Let's you got a team right now in front of you that can do some damage this year. Let's concern ourselves with that. Screw the NFL draft. Who cares about next April? Are you kidding me? I could give a shit about next April right now. This is about preparing the Lion game. This is about getting this football team ready to win some ball games. Don't lose sight of that. You lose sight of that, you're going to win five games. This is about what's in front of you, where you are today. You are where your feet are. That's who you are today. You are where your feet are. Okay? Worry about Jalen's job after this season. This football team has a chance to do some things. And I started to show out, and I hope you guys took what I said about Jalen. Jalen's definition of elite is consistency. You don't have to be exceptional. You have to be consistent. You know what I hate? I hate the football players that do this shit. Well, you know, they're great here, and then they suck the next two weeks, then they're great again. I hate that. All right, I'm going to take a timeout. We got Barrett Brooks, Barrett Brooks right around the corner from Sports Take. I want to get his thoughts. Please hit the like button, guys. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Ecton. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this. 
this, this, and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. I hope I posted it. Then again, I'm not very good at like social media stuff. I, I put it out there. It said, hey, okay, stop lipping and start hitting. If you ain't hitting and tackling, you ain't playing football. By the way, before I bring Barrett Brooks in, my aunt sent this to me last night. Look at this. Jerome, Jerome Brown. I have my palms. And look at that. That's some old school stuff right there. God rest that guy's soul. Huh? I've had this thing for, God, 30 years now. He passed away this past summer. Dear friend, as I bring in another dear friend, Barrett Brooks joins joins us here now on the National Football Show. Brother, I appreciate you doing this, man. Hardest working man in Philly media right now is Barrett Brooks. Bro, man, I got many jobs, man. I'm trying to pay bills, bro. Trying to pay bills, man. You know, I think I work harder than the Eagles right now. (laughs) (laughs) Good one here. Barrett, I'm sorry, man. I got to say it out of the gate. By the way, I watched practice today. I thought it was really cool, the access they give you with, like, Twitter. You get a chance to watch the entire practice. I saw some good stuff out there, and I heard you the last couple of days talking about how more focused and how more they're in line with what Nick Sirianni's asking them to do. You see them going drill to drill. They understand what's being asked of them. But still, man, I, I, I don't know, Barrett, and please help me get out of this old school mentality. I said this, and I'll say it again. If you ain't hitting and you ain't tackling, Gary Cobb told me they're not going to have any tackling drills at all in camp. How can you be prepared for a football season when it comes to fits, slipping and scooping, getting up on second levels, running stunts? How can you do all that stuff, Barrett, if you're not hitting and you're not tackling? Dan, we're, we're the old man on, you know, yelling, get off our lawn, you know, so that's, okay. that's not going to happen. I've come to the realization, man, that, you know, at this point, um, the NFL, they'll sacrifice the first four games to get fundamentally sound. And then you see – what a team really is, like the fifth, sixth, or seventh game. Usually you got your identity from the first 
three or four games just to see where you are, um, how you how you fit in on the totem pole, or how good you are as a team, what you're gonna do, what 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 you run good, what you run bad. But I think the first couple of weeks they gotta figure out what they do anyways. You know what they do good, and that's the problem. They usually use the preseason. Well, actually, you use training camp. It used to be when we got there, you use training camp to get into football shape. Well, I guess these kids come in and are already in optimal shape. They come in ready to rock and roll. Then they slide in, man, and they just don't beat themselves up. Um, the teams that are going out there and, and working hard and and, um, and 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 hitting and stuff are the ones that are getting injured right now. So I can't be mad at what the Eagles are doing because they're healthy. They don't have anybody falling to the wayside. You look at Dallas, they have a receiver, um, uh, Washington, that's out, you know, with a broken foot. You look at what happened up in um, – in, uh, in 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 Denver, um, one of their receivers went down. Even Ryan Jensen from Tampa Bay, you know he's hurt now. I mean, if I'm if I'm um, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, wait, man, I don't know if I want to play if I don't have my all-world center playing in front of me. So you know those those are the things that you know, they're looking at and saying, all right, we are better when we're more healthier going into a season. We're not worried about you know the the you know having our body tough and 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 you know hardened because we've hit so much and, you know, our body's used to taking that extra step when you're trying to make on a block. You know, usually when you don't have pads on, you can't finish blocks. You know, how do you finish a block? How do you, how do you teach an offensive lineman to take that extra step in, in trying to become a better player? You got to take that extra step to finish the block. You don't learn that when you want to cha-cha-cha with no pads on. You know, Barrett, I, I, you know, I, I had people tell me that, you know, one of the great comments that came out so far in campus that Jalen said that this is going to be the second year that he's in the same system. And I said this, that's not true because the first seven games, they were in a completely different system when they put right. the ball in his hand. And then when they realized that they couldn't have him win games for them, they put the ball in the hands of the old line. So when they say that, the identity of the football team got changed. And you and I both said, I've never really ever seen anything what they did, which was uncommon for a team to go from trying to pass the ball 33 times a game to running the ball 33 times a game. It was like overnight they changed it. So to me, there were two different systems last year on how they won games. So what am, how am I to believe that he's gotten better since January just with the addition of A.J. Brown when you don't practice, you don't hit, what system are we talking about? So I'm a little confused on how people are saying he's gotten better when what's the evaluation point that you're using, Barrett, that he's gotten better at so far? You know, I'm not saying team-wise he's gotten better around his players, but he's gotten better as far as his technique. He's more sound in his footwork. Fair. Um, I guess that's going to equate to him more with his decision-making, going to help him make better decisions because he's more confident in his ability to go out there and execute with the fundamentals that he, you know, that he went out there and, and, and learned this off season. As for, um, you know, the cohesiveness between him and his receivers, we already know that him and, and Brown have a great relationship together. So that type of relationship right there leads to usually uh, a better sense of, of, of him being able to trust who he's throwing to. I know last year he didn't trust throwing it to Jalen Rake. Um, he just started being able to trust throwing it to, um, you know, the other receivers like Smitty. You know, he trusts going to Smitty. That's why Smitty almost had a thousand yards last year. Well, this year he has two guys he can trust. He trusts Smitty. He trusts uh, 
He trusts um, uh, A.J. Brown. And now Dallas Goddard's going to fall into the line and being one of the better tight ends in the league. He has a, he has the prowess to be one of the top tight ends in the league, top five in the league, if he goes out there and, and, and Jalen Hurts trusts him. So I think it's more so he learned fundamentally, became fundamentally sound, more sound than he was before, which would help in his confidence level, not necessarily his decision-making, but his confidence level and executing the offense and getting the ball to where he needs to get to. He has some weapons, man. That's one thing he does have. Even, you know, just having, you know, A.J. Brown there, that's really the only thing they really – big, you know, thing they did on the offensive side of the ball as far as bringing anybody. Zach Pascal is a nice piece. He brings a, uh, a mentality, a, a dog mentality to the to this um, wide receiver room. I guess that's why they brought him in. But at least, you know, he'll fall in line under guys that, you know, he can rely on to catch the ball consistently. He didn't have that with Jalen Rager. He definitely didn't have that with Jalen Rager. Barrett, I want to take you to the other side of the ball. And my, my red flag already has gone up on the coaching staff on that side already. So I was listening to a guy um, who covers the team and he wrote a story. I think it was for CBSSports.com. He's a contributor to um, Jacob. And I heard him say that Jonathan Gannon is going to try to figure out a way on how to drop back Hassan Reddick in coverage. And my first thought was this. Well, I guarantee you that's not the ideology that Howie Roseman had when they're talking about bringing him in to cover tight ends and backs out of the backfield. He's brought in here to put his hand in the dirt or to get around that hula hoop and to get to that quarterback. See, he's 6'1", 235, maybe 240. People say he gained some weight. To me, Barrett, I think they're going to struggle putting him on the field for three downs because he's one of those old-school tweener guys where – you're not going to line him up on a guy like you or Lane Johnson because 6'6", six, six, over 17 games, that guy won't make the season. So no I question. think trying to watch Jonathan Gannon put all these pieces. Watching camp today, Barrett, there's a lot of depth on that team. There's a lot of really good depth, especially in the front seven. Are you confident you think he could put all the pieces on the chessboard? Um, You know what? You asked me that question. I'm going to ask you a question from a defensive lineman standpoint. It'll kind of help me answer my question. How easy is it to go from um, playing uh, a two-gap system to a one-gap system? That's really going to give me the idea on how good this defense could be. Because as a defensive lineman, when you go from, you know, not even necessarily series to series, but play to play, playing the three-down, two-gap system, and then turn around and put four uh, defensive linemen on the field, now you got to play one-gap system. How good is that? I mean, how, how good can you be from – straddling that line and knowing when to play when 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 to play two gap and and one gap system how how easy is that how hard is that let me tell you this man a guy like yourself at 6'6 330 pounds if I'm two gap and you you're winning right out of the stance for me getting on your shade and me just getting up the field it's more of a penetration situation yeah, my only yeah. gap is that three gap that's the only thing I can't let your head get across my face I just have one technique that I'm responsible for that I'm turning, I'm trying to get your shoulder turned. I'm trying to get up. That backside tackle playing the one's got to slide down, and my backer's got to be scraping the lane behind me here. So giving me a one technique, Barrett, man, dude, the only thing I'm thinking about is not letting you get to my onside shoulder over here and me getting up the field. Two gapping, you know what that means? I got to take a big old dude like you on. I've got to make sure that you don't get slipped or give me one of them sorry-ass head fakes that you guys do all the time 
to get up on the second level on me. Yep. I can't <laughs> right that head fake man, Jay Donald Ray Donaldson did that to me and shook me out. He shook all my change out of my pocket. I'm sitting there doing this. Two gap in, man. It's a slug defense, and they got too much team speed in that front seven, I think, to play a two gap. So to me, I think they're more conducive to a 43. I'd like to see them playing a three and a one and maybe a shade on the center. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they like the bare front, which is going to put um, Big Davis right there, hit up on the center. So they're going to play 46? Yeah, they're going to play like a 46 defense, right? The bare front. Yeah, they're going to run the 46 like, you know, with a tilt? No, it's going to be on a straight 46. Okay. Have, him, have him right there, head up over the center, and have Fletcher Cox and um, the other kid right there over the guards. And then that's I think that's how they're going to try to use Hassan Reddick as the guy on the outside. And then they're going to have um, maybe Brandon Graham on the other side. And I think that's how they're going to try to play defense. So they're going to play Hassan Reddick like Wilbur Marshall, like, like how yeah. Wilbur played in that bear defense. Yeah, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They want to make sure that they can keep those three guys, those the two guards in the center covered up to keep them off the linebackers. And uh, and, and hopefully, you know, those guys can get penetration after they stop the, the first initial contact of the offensive line. That's tough, man, you know, when you're asking a guy to do that. But they're asking him to do it, and um, hopefully their linebackers are good enough at this point, T.J. Edwards and Kazir White, to make plays. How about this, Barrett? Back over on the offensive side with Miles Sanders. I'm saying that the guy who should start in that backfield should be Gainwell because he's more more of a guy that's like Brian Westbrook where he can catch passes. If you're trying to create a situation where you're trying to improve your long passing game and your distance passing game, dude, the first thing you got to do is improve your short passing game. Their screen game was nowhere to be seen. Their slot passing game was nowhere to be seen last year. If you really want Jalen to increase his completion percentage, being able to open some of those lanes up for Devontae, who runs great routes. I saw him today running those great routes. You got to get a guy back there who could catch the ball. And Miles Sanders, even though he's got a chip on his shoulder, which I like, I don't think he's proficient enough to catch the ball. So if you want to help Jalen out, put the guy back there that could catch the ball. I think that's why they're letting him walk, Barrett, is because he's not a complete back in today's NFL. Which is surprising because his first year he was. His first year he was able to catch the ball out of the backfield, do a lot of those things. I think Gainwell definitely gained a little weight. And you can tell that he they like him a lot because he ran with the ones, you know, previous two days. Um, they were saying it was just, you know, just because they know the reps they have. But um, I think, you know, Sanders took it personal because he sees the writing on the wall. He's got to get it straight. Can he catch out the backfield? Can he catch those, those angle routes or, or, or Texas routes in the middle of the field? That's going to dictate whether he's going to be uh, good enough to be on the field uh, a lot of the times if he can do that. If he can, I'm telling you, Gainwell can't. People don't understand how good he is. He played in front of Gibson uh, that's, you know, starting right now to Washington. Yep, Antonio uh, Gibson. Team? Yep, and the second team back for uh, for for Dallas too, um, Pollard. Pollard, Tony Pollard. He was better than both of those guys in college. So, you know, he has he has the ability to be a very, very good player. And they see it. They see this talent starting to come out of him. So I love the comp, the, uh, the competitiveness of it. You know, iron sharpens iron. Is it he puts up or, or shuts up and let Miles um and, and gets in front of Miles Sanders? Or 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 you know, Miles Sanders just takes his L and you know, his his interview for all 31 other teams, you know, he didn't make it happen. That's what he's doing. He's interviewing for 31 other teams. Yeah. He's got to put himself in a position where He's making them 
it makes us so hard that they can't let him go. And at this point, we'll see. But the best ability is availability. He hasn't been available for the entire season. Two last questions for you here, Barrett. Um, you know, I heard you guys today talking about Jalen Rager worrying about what John Clark was saying on Twitter and this and that. And Jalen Rager to me, I mean, dude, at this point right now in his career, I think he's going to make the team like you guys say. Yeah. But, dude, I, I've almost categorized him as a camper. I mean, he's just yeah. going to be there right now. My problem is with A.J. Brown a little bit. I know yeah, I heard you guys say, well, he's produced. This is what I don't like. And he's talking about Tennessee Titans still, and he's talking about the Titans, how everybody got their contract, even though he forgets that Tyreek Hill got traded also to the Miami right. Dolphins. But he's talking about how he got butthurt over the fact that they didn't want him back. And I said this, well, he wasn't the centerpiece on that team. The centerpiece is that, re that movable refrigerator and Derrick Henry. He's the centerpiece on that team. He wasn't. He actually missed four games last year, and they still were the number one seed even without him and Henry. Henry missed 10 games last year. So the quarterback is really number two. He talks a lot, and I'm like this. I don't know, man. I mean, look, I, do I think he's elite? You showed me that video of him. I don't really think he puts elite numbers up. I think he's elite after the catch, like on third down, red zone. I'm throwing to that guy in the red zone. He's going to get me touchdowns on jump balls, Barrett. That guy's a physical specimen. You know, he averaged 998 yards a game uh, a year when he was in Tennessee for three years. Not exceptional. Um, but, I mean, how do you see him as an addition to the team? I mean, he doesn't really have elite numbers, but he has he has elite game. I, I don't know, even know how to categorize him because he's not going to put up 1,500 yards. He, he has the look. He has the look. He sure but does. But I've been I've been saying it for the past two or three days now that they didn't draft um, Smitty to be a number two wide receiver. Devontae Smith is a number one wide receiver. So whether you categorize him one A or one B, however you want to categorize him, Smitty's not just going to take the back seat to him just because him and 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 and, and Jalen Hurts are just you know are friends. What it is, it creates a great competitive um, uh, situation for the quarterback. To have, you know, Smitty runs routes. He's seamless in his route. He creates separation. He's so silky smooth that he's gonna he's gonna run routes that are gonna get him open. He understands space and where he needs to be, where he needs to sit down in the zone or or keep running past and and um in, in man to man situations. But then on the other side, you got AJ Brown, who's a guy that's gonna go out there and get that tough yards, those Debo type of yards where you can throw the ball on his body and he'll catch it. They said he has, you know, strong hands. He's a big opposing body. Two contrasting styles that make both those guys number one wide receivers. It's just like pick your poison. Who are you going to cover? Who are you going to double team? I think they'll start off double teaming A.J. Brown. But I tell you what, um, in, in, in just a little bit of a time, in a very few, I mean, a very few situations where they're not going to be looking at Smitty and trying to double team him also. He's that good. He's that – I think he has – the elite route running you need. He has elite route running. He's just got to take the whole package and put it together and become the receiver. You know, they draft him the number 10 pick for. Well, I'm, I'm, we're going to put some White Castles. I got a bet for you. You ready? There you go. What's up? Over under 20 t missed tackles in game one because of no hitting. What do you got against the Lions? Over under 20 missed tackles. Bro, I might go with the over with that, man. <laughs> 
Easy, man. Easy. Learn how to tackle, man. Watch, they're gonna be trying to run up and just thump guys, man. And and that's not gonna work, man. It's not gonna work. You gotta wrap up, man. Can you believe that, Barrett? Barrett, we sound like old guys now. (laughs) Hey, you got it. I I remember guys like Tom Rafferty. And I'm like, man, you're such an old dude. You played like when I was 10 years old, man. Ed Jones, I'm looking. And I remember you when I was 11. And Ed's looking. Now I'm doing this. Back when we had three and A's. <laughs> I can't shake it, brother. I love you, man. And Appreciate you, know, you bro. I, I really do, man. You're such a great friend of ours now. And I really appreciate it. My, By the way, your mom's got the same birthday as my daughter. Is that not freaking that great, great, man? Isn't that great? And she told me to tell you hello, too. She, I called her on my way over. She told me to tell you hello, man. Absolutely, dude. I love you, man. I'll talk to you down the line. Tell the fellows I said hi. I will, bro. Take it easy. You got it. That is our friend Barrett Brooks, man. You can catch him with Sports Take each and every single day right here on Jacob Media, man. It's great stuff. I love talking with him. Yeah, man. Dude, man, I just – I do. He's Barrett, Barrett is as good as it gets right now, man. Just a good, good man. Oh, man. Yeah, d- dude, do I sound like old man get off my lawn, dude? God, I hope not. God, I hope not. Say, Barrett's taking the over on the uh, 20 missed tackles against the Lions. Dude, you miss 20 missed tackles against the Lions, you're losing that ball game. Or I'll say this to you, you're going to lose that line. It's three and a half now. Seals, you coming to Philly this year. Ask Xander. Don't ask me. You got to ask Xander. Don't ask me that question. What are you talking about? Why would you ask me that question? (laughs) You got to ask Xander that question. (laughs) Yeah, you got to ask me. (laughs) Wait, if you respond, I know you won't actually come. That's not true. That's, hey, dude, which game would you want me there for, guys? Dude, I'd love to see that Justin Jefferson game. But, man, I'll tell you what. The Doug Bowl, no, I'll tell you, man, week 10. Or, or wait, Cowboy, week six, going into the bye. Week six, going into the bye against the Cowboys. Bob, you got it there, man. Shit, I have a ton of friends in Philadelphia. Doesn't shock you. It's a Paisan city. What do you think? Philly's not like – Boston's got a lot of Irishmen in it. Philly's got a lot of – they got a lot of Italians in there. <laughs> a lot of Italians. They'd run you out of the link. No, 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 Dominic. The Big Sills Army would carry you out of the link. Showtime says, Sills, I'm going to be at the Monday night game for the Wentz game. Carson Wentz. Joseph, you want there? You want the uh, Washington game? Week 10, link? Commander Wentz game? We're at Dallas. Yeah, thanks. Look at Flex. He wants me to get my ass kicked. Flex, I can't take on everybody at the link, so I would get my ass kicked. Old man Dan would get his ass kicked if I put a Cowboy jersey on. I put my old 93. Hey, you guys don't give Gary Cobb shit. He was a Cowboy too. Then again, he was an Eagle. I was was there the day he got traded to the Eagles. I'll never forget it. It was Ed Too Tall Jones, myself, and Gary Cobb. 
because Cobb, I told you, I've known Gary Cobb since I was 10 years old. I don't know if you, some of you guys probably don't know that. But I've known Gary Cobb since I was 10 years old. And Gary's from the same city as I am. He walks in, man. We're getting ready to go to practice in Thousand Oaks. This guy's a cowboy. And he goes like this. As soon as he walks in, he sits down. He looks over at Ed and I. I'll, hey, wear a Jerome Brown jersey. You're damn right I will. He looks over at us and he goes, I've just been traded to the Eagles. We, Ed and I looked at him and goes, you were just traded to the Eagles. I said, so you're a cowboy and you're, because Gary started his career in Detroit. And he went to Dallas, right? I think Gary actually was first drafted by the Cowboys and then went to Detroit and then back to Dallas. And he, I go, you got traded to the Philly and you're a cowboy right now. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I said, good luck to you, man. Make sure you tell my boy Jerome Brown good luck. Good luck. It worked out for him, man. He said he loved playing it. Oh, he said he loved it. Yeah, me and Edward like this. Shit, you're going to Philly, dude? <laughs> man, I think they took him in, though, man. Gary's actually 6'2". The camera makes him look 3'8". Gary Cobb's a good football player. And, bro, he played 13, 14 years in the NFL. From like being a 12th round draft choice, he played a long time. Who haven't you known since you were 10? Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Andrew, what's crazy? It? Pictures of Bill Russell. I was college friends with Len Bias, Jerome Brown. You know, I mean, it's like, hey, I don't know. It's crazy how how things end up working out for you, man, when you've run into so many different types of folks, just like you guys, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. And you see a little bit what Barrett's talking about now. I don't know how you could say, and and, and Barrett really couldn't land on any place where he could think that Jalen got better. How do you get better as a quarterback when you're not doing anything in camp? Now, Barrett's, Contention is, well, fundamentally, he's better. Okay. So you worked with Tom House on technique. That doesn't still tell me whether or not you're going to be able to move the chains. Personally, I don't think Jalen got better. You can't tell me he's been in the same system two years in a row now. He hasn't. It's not true. It's not true. There were two different systems last year. We've hit on that. There were two systems, the two and five system, and then the one where they put the ball in the hands of the offensive line in the running game. That second half of the season for the Eagles was not a passing game. It was situational passing. First part of the season was what they were hoping and what I think they're going to try to do this year because of the addition of AJ. Okay. See, the competition has to get real for me, for me to sit there and determine whether or not Jalen's better or not. How, how You can't just go by assumption because you add a part. 
well, I'm going to put new spark plugs in my engine. The engine's going to be as good as new. Is it ever? When you put new pieces on something, is it really ever as good as new? You don't know that until you get out there on the boat. You have no idea. Big Seals used to hang out with the brothers. Hey, five star, let me tell you a story, man. Let me tell you a Jerome Brown story. This may come off a little bit salty. Get ready, Xander. So I'm in the middle of stretching at Miami. Jerome's sitting next to me. We just get through, through running our 40-yard dashes. Jerome runs a 4.9. I run a 4.81. I could have swore I thought I ran a 4.78, but hey, okay, that's all right with me. So I run a 4.8. 4.81, actually. We get back over to the stretching and such, and I'm sitting there next to him, man. I'm in front in line, and Jerome looks over at me. He goes, damn. Silly old man, I tell you what, man, you ain't a white kid. Italians ain't white. You got more brother than you than Der- Derwin Jones does. I look over, and I go, what do you mean? He goes, man, you ain't a white guy. White guys don't run that fast. <laughs> and I went, and everybody in the whole place went nuts. Jerome goes, man, white guys don't run like that, dog. <laughs> I, man, I miss that guy so much, man. He didn't care. Hey, yeah, he didn't care, man, where he was, what he said. He didn't care. He just goes, damn, silly old man, you, there's no way you're white. White guys don't run like that. White guys are old linemen. <laughs> GT. Everybody, man, Jimmy Johnson, everybody just started laughing. I look over at JB and I go, man, why you say that? He goes, man, Italian guys, man, you must be the closest thing to brothers, dog. Look at your hair. I was like, all right, all right hey. <laughs> man, I miss them days, man, where you could say anything to the guy lined up next to you. It didn't matter what color you had and that or what race or religion, Baptist, Catholic, Jew, anything. It didn't matter. It's funny, in society, you've got to deal with that more. In the locker room, you don't. It's all about brotherhood. It's all about winning. It's all about doing things together, eating, you know, singing, crying, you know, being happy, sad. It's great. There's nothing like a locker room. Nothing. Nothing like a locker room. Bob says, Sicily has been occupied a lot. I know the history, dog. <laughs> Thank you, Dank. D- I'm, Dank, on that note, I'm taking a break, okay? <laughs> Dank, on that note, it's time to take a break. Please, guys, do me a favor. Check out my friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, okay? If you're hurt or injured on the job, please do me a favor. Check out our good friends at Morgan & Morgan. For the people is not a slogan. It's who they are. It's what they are. And it's what they represent. You, the people. That's right. For the past 30 years, they've they've collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients. 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida. Make them the number one firm in the country. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Call us free. Consultations free. 800-512-1600. Also open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call them, do me a favor, tell them Big Seals sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. 
The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on acting. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back. National Football Coach, the boy Jake Stills, got to give. Oh, I did post it. Look at this. This was in the Miami Herald. Time to stop lipping and start hitting. Let's go. Somebody asked me because I was talking so much shit on a team. I think it was Oklahoma. I posted that at Dan Cilio Show. You can see this here. Somebody goes like this, Sills. A lot of shit talking all week. I go, yeah, man. Time to stop lipping and start hitting. 
Let's go out and hit somebody. Let's see what happens. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. You ain't hitting anything in Eagle Camp. Like, I mean, seriously, dog. <laughs> Dude, how could you how could you do anything when you're not hitting anybody? I don't know. I, I do want to give some love here to um hey, the National Football Show. Look what you guys have done. Xander's gonna love this. Xander, I am now voting when the ratings come out for who goes to the final four every year. And here are the, here are the voters that'll be voting right there. I got it on my website at Dan Cilio show. So if your favorite college football team and you have a say on your favorite college football team, you might want to try to pitch it to big sales and you might get my vote. Here are the people. Uh, Nicole Arobak. Oh, she's great. From The Athletic. Tony Barnhart, SEC Network. Keith Byers, College Football Hall of Famer. Russ Dellinger, Sports Illustrated. Look at, I'm just trying to get some of uh, Lou Holtz, College Football Hall of Famer. Barrett Salee, CBS Sports, Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Look at that. Used to just be the Big Sill Show. Now it's the National. Look at that there. Right there, baby. Phil Steele. National Football Show right there. Look at him getting some love there in the national publication right there. And actually, like I said, these are the people that select the Final Four. I'm one of them. Oh, Chris Zorich is on it this year. Very cool. I think this is my fifth year now. And again, this is all with the seven. This is with the National Football Foundation. So very cool. So the show that you guys come aboard every day and give Big Sill shit has a say in who's going to be the top four teams in the upcoming college football season. Congratulations to you. I know, but then again, most of you hate college football anyway. Joseph goes, Big Seal show sucks. Also told a guy I liked it yesterday, but after a drink, I remembered Joseph. <laughs> Xander, look at our boy Joseph. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Mrs. Brooks. Do you know you are born the same day as my lovely Didi? I think that's phenomenal. By the way, she was 21. Miss Brooks, we had a party here. And if she was going to drink, I wanted her drinking. So guess what I did? So her five girlfriends came over. They had like a swimming soiree. I pulled the Hummer behind them. My wife's car behind him. Nobody could get out. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Bronx Tale. I was saying this. Now you can't leave. Everybody started laughing because they had seen the movie. And so I was like, now you can't leave. So, but here's the really weird thing. Kids today don't drink like Crown Royal or like vodka cranberry. Do you know what they drink? White wine spritzers. And like, like 
carbonated alcohol or something. I mean, they're drinking these really weird drinks. My daughter's in the pool. I'm going like, it's really weird seeing your 21-year-old kid drink when I've never seen my 21-year-old kid drink. White Claws? I think I saw that. High Moon? Like, wow, you got, wow, I'm really old man, Dan. You guys are right. Me and Barrett are old. Get off our long guys. <laughs> hey, we are definitely get off our long guys, man. Uh, Seals, do the Brown makes the do the Browns make the playoffs? Yeah, they're not in the overly talented division, and I think they're going to win some ball games with Jacoby Brissett. Okay, I do. I think they're going to win, and then they're going to get Deshaun back. Oh, she is going to be a phenomenal woman. Miss Brooks, I'm so proud to be her father. I am. I'm just so proud to be her twisted T. Wow, you guys know them all, man. Now, hey, Big Silk couldn't drink bourbon, man. I'm more of a wormy drink guy too, though, man. I like like um, margaritas, you know, pina coladas. I, I'm sorry, man, but I'm not a hardcore. Now, I, I do like tequila, and I do do tequila shots. Mad Dog, man, them days are done, dog. I drank three bottles of Mad Dog, Mad Dog 2020. That was the end of that. I never did that again. Okay, I had some Thunderbird too, man. My boy Jerome Brown got me a bottle of Thunderbird. I'm like, yeah, this sounds great. Jeez, oh. And that was not a good night. Slow gin fizz. <laughs> yes, we have hard mic. Dad, mom. Wait a minute. I'll take that back. Okay. Oof. Sills is a Mike hard lemonade guy. Nah, I ain't drinking them things, man. They kind of give me agita. It's not good. Sills drinks tequila mix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's nice of you, Mike. So let me get into the Dolphins here before we – then we'll go back a little bit more and reset here on the Eagles here. Um. So how about the owner of the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross – Absolutely, the NFL is doing something here that they're doing in Washington. Guys, I want to be very careful when I say this. Let me write a word down here because I want to make sure I don't get fired. Give me, give me a second. I don't want to get fired. Okay. Stephen Ross did Brian Flores wrong. Okay. And they're using this ruling to cover up firing Brian Flores. Brian Flores, in my opinion was offered money to throw games because the owner wanted him to. So do you know what they came out and said today? Even in the language of the ruling, they said that Stephen Ross said this, and I'm paraphrasing it. Are you ready? It's important to have a really good draft position if your team's not very good. His mentality was throwing games. He wanted to throw games to get a better position in the draft, and he went to his head football coach. And Brian Flores responded. He's an assistant now in Pittsburgh. 
that owner fired that coach using a black general manager to do it to clean his soul. And what the league did was they let him get off on firing a minority coach without cause. And they suspended him until October 17th. For what was it? Um, The integrity of the game? How would you like to be in a lawsuit in the National Football League for firing a black coach and you fired him without cause? And when he wrote letters to the VP and to the general manager and to the league and to the NFL Players Association saying that he was bribed to throw games, how's Calvin Ridley suspended for a year for gambling and that owner is fixing ball games? He, what, what was the, what's the code word? What's the code word that they're using? Tanking, excuse me, tanking. Steven Ross was fixing games. Dude, when you're offering a bribe to your head coach, Brian Flores has not moved. And you know what they said? We couldn't find anything to his, his cost. Even though the owner did say this. Hey, having a good draft position is important. Everything that Brian Flores said happened, happened. But the league is like, they're like being CNN right now. They don't want to hear the facts. They're the, the integrity of the game. They went some different angle. I'm sorry. Stephen Ross should be suspended or be forced to sell his team. But you know what you won't have? You won't have Fox, CBS, NBC, or anybody, Amazon, saying anything negative. Because you know why? They're all in cahoots with them. We see it in politics. Media is in cahoots with people. Some people they are, some people they aren't. Well, when you're a broadcast partner, you're not going to talk shit on the biggest property that you spend money on for your broadcasting on your particular network. They'll shun your ass. One of the reasons the NFL network was made was to hold some of these networks hostage in case you thought you were bigger than your britches. They'll start dropping games on the NFL network. They'll take that shit right off NBC. You start barking enough. Brian Flores was fired for no reason. Okay? You fired a minority coach. For no reason. And he was winning. Turned your culture around. Completely turned it around. And you fired the guy because he wouldn't take a dive. He wouldn't take the bribe. (laughs) Damn. But that's not how it's going to be spun. Suspended until October 17th. What the hell does the owner do anyway? And the owner wanted Deshaun Watson. Damn, man. What, what was the what, – what did I tweet out? I got to make sure I – they lost the first and a third and 1.5 million bucks for integrity of the game. VP's out the whole year.
Flex goes, if he was black, he'd have been forced to sell the team. Damn straight. Not showing you the word I wrote down. Right? So get this. By the way, Tom Brady is sitting down with the owner of the Miami Dolphins, and they're cutting up a deal to be a percentage owner of the Dolphins while he's still the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers behind the Glazers' back. You know, the Glazers do own Manchester United, just not the Bucs. They own the second most important franchise on the planet. You went behind the Glazers' backs. I wonder what Joel Glazer's thinking of this. And Brady, no wonder Brady ran back. Brady wasn't going to retire. You know what happened? The deal fell through. That's why it was a 45-day retirement. Brady wasn't going to retire. Brady was going to go and play for the Dolphins. And then when the deal fell through, Brady came back. This was never a retirement. Brady was going to retire. Okay? Then go play with the Dolphins. Deal fell through and went back to Tampa. Sean Payton. Stephen Ross called the Saints, the Bensons, and Mickey Loomis. And said, can we have permission to talk to Sean Payton in January? The Saints said no. He didn't give a shit. And then Sean Payton went and talked to him anyway and sat down with him. I guarantee you he was probably going to give him a percentage of the team too. You know, there is precedent for that. When Vince Lombardi left the Packers, how do you think they got Lombardi to coach the Washington Redskins back in the day? They gave him 5% of the team. That's how he became the head coach of Washington, which they gave the Lombardi family 5%. That's a fact. Look it up. Joseph says, did you ever consider coaching D-line in the NFL? I did. Um, probably my mistake that I didn't go through because these coaches, you don't have to be, hey, Joseph, you don't have to be really great nowadays to get a job. <laughs> you just be decent. and You can make a lot of money in coaching. Coaching is a lot of money. Did they, did they ever say the percentage of ownership? Marcus, I don't know that. Okay, so Stephen Ross, that's in, you're going behind, you're going behind the back of the Buccaneers and Saints with employees under contracts. And see, that's going to be the thing that's out front. Like in Washington, you know what they did? They used John Gruden and his racist texts and emails with Bruce Allen as a cover for the way Daniel Snyder runs his organization as he ran those Washington Redskins cheerleaders and used them like they were prostitutes when they were taking those FedEx people and all the clients down to the Bahamas. And and, and the work environment that he has in Washington, they used John Gruden to cover that. They're using this to cover up the Brian Flores firing. NFL smart, man. So Brady, 
Brady's under contract. Don Yee, his agent, they know this. I did. Made a mistake. I should have, Joseph. They were under contract. Brady knew. His agent. Dude, it was never a retirement. It was a deal that went bad. And Brady ran back to the Bucks. Boy, if I'm the Buccaneers right now, man, I have to look at that guy and go, Jesus, criminy, man, really? Tom Brady. You know, I lose respect for Brady here. How do you look your teammates in the face when you were going to go chase a percentage of the Dolphins and you're sitting down and actually having conversation with them and the only reason you're back in Tampa is because you want to protect your ass? Dolphins lose picks now. 1.5 million is nothing. The picks are. Damn, dude. Nick, if I was coach, coaching Jordan Davis, I'm not putting that guy in a nose tackle. I'm putting that guy in a three technique, and I'm using that four seven eight speed. I'm not going to put him in a two gap. Two gaps are for slugs, nose guards. I'm putting that guy, and I'm utilizing his quickness. I want to get him up the field the same way you got him up the field in Georgia. Why would I play him in a different angle, in a different system like that, and turn him into a just a guy who's covering a gap. Dude, should something happen to Brady here? I don't know. I mean, shit. Tom Brady was turning his back on his contract in Tampa so he could go get 5% or whatever the percent was of the Dolphins. He's probably going to play down there for two years. Tom was probably going to go play. Instead, the deal went south. Buccaneers probably said no. I wonder what the Bucs were thinking. Seriously, it had to get to a point, right? Where the guy called up and said, hey, we'd like to make a deal for Tom Brady. And the Bucs went, he was retired. Well, we'd like to get his rights and talk to him. They probably went, screw that. Flores included Texans in the lawsuit for being racist, for hiring Lovey Smith and not him. Colby, they, they, I, I, I don't think that's the case. To me, you, 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 you disrespected David Culley. You hired him because he was black so that you thought that would keep Deshaun Watson in Houston. And the only reasons the McNairs hired a black coach in Lovey Smith. And by the way, Lovey is a, he looks great too. He is a super quality man. A super quality man. But the only reason, because you, you had to cover because of what you did to David Culley because you disrespected him. Now, to be fair, David Culley walks out the door with $20 million in his pocket. So, I mean, you know, but here's the thing, folks. You only get one reputation. Take it from somebody who's had his reputation dented for no reason. You only get one reputation. Only one. Deshaun Watson's is destroyed. Boy, I got to think Tom Brady's a little bit here, man. I mean, you turn your back on your contract and your teammates, and now you're trying to tell me you want to go to war with me this year in 2022, try to win a Super Bowl when you're out there flirting around with Stephen Ross? 
I don't know, man. Seems awful shady. And, and Stephen Ross has been suspended for integrity issues. Hey, there's a lot of things I could be suspended for, but integrity of the game? Come on now. Big D, Lovey Smith is without a doubt a hell of a coach. I admire him and respect him. He's a man of texture and quality. Lovey is a great coach and human being. It's a privilege to have him back as a head coach in the NFL. Here's another guy that was shit on in Chicago. Take a look at Lovey Smith's last record he had in Chicago with the Bears. Take a look at Jim Caldwell's record in Detroit. Two guys with winning seasons, they blow them out, and they've never really been back since. It's like the curse of Jim Caldwell and the curse of Lovey in Chicago. Well, Nag Matt Nagy kind of had a decent year. It's all good. Easy money, bills and bucks in the Super Bowl. How ironic would that be? Buccaneers make it to the Super Bowl with a guy who didn't want to be there and he wanted to take the money in Miami or ownership in Miami. Brady got seven rings. They're offering him ownership. Of course, he's listening. Birdman, I agree. But there's things that you do with a little bit of integrity to it. Don't try to tell me you're retiring. Brady was never retiring. It was trying to play an angle on getting to Miami. They were trying to work the retirement angle because then, get this, they the Bucs still would own his rights. But then it's not like a player trade. It's like... It's like when Jim Kelly came out of Miami and the Buffalo Bills had his rights, but he went and played for the Houston Texans. Excuse me. The Houston Gamblers of the USFL. He couldn't go anywhere. The Bills had his rights. The Bills had his rights. Damn. I mean, the NFL is as shady as it gets. Oh, we got, we still got a little more of the Deshaun Watson stuff. Hey, how many people think Deshaun Watson is going to be the starting quarterback week one against Carolina? I want to go back over some Eagle Camp stuff too. I really enjoyed, by the way, watching that camp today on the website. I watched the whole practice. I thought it was awesome. Hey, GT goes, I do. See, because the NFL, I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm hit on that here at the top of the hour here. Stephen Ross fixing games. And the league's like this. Couldn't find anything, even though the owner himself, they got a quote with the owner going like this. It's very important for us to have a really great draft position. Well, what the hell are you talking about? You're talking about anytime you say draft position, you sound like the Sixers. <laughs> you sound, I don't know how Philadelphia sports fans have ever forgiven Philadelphia 76ers. I don't give a shit how good and B plays. Man, would I hold an ass against that team for five years of pain for intentionally losing? I would not. I wouldn't hold it against the team. I'd hold it against the current ownership. I would never let that guy live that down. You sucked on purpose through games 
and still charge us the type of ticket prices that you do for those Sixer games, I would never let your ass off the hook. But you ain't going to get that in Philly because you know why? Flagship rights and accessibility, you know. And by the way, I love Doc too, man. But that's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. That a city like Philly just goes, eh, you know, it's the Sixers. So in the last three years, you had Howie Roseman throw a game at the end of the year, and you had the Sixers intentionally losing for five years. Sounds very unphilly to me. Sounds very unphilly. Top of the hour, I want to reset camp today with the Philadelphia Eagles. A little more on Deshaun Watson. Jalen Hurts' definition of what elite is. Can you win with it? Please hit the like button. Hour three. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Hour number three, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Phil. Please hit the like button. We're like 20 away from getting to 100. I appreciate if we can get there. Thank you guys so much. Um, one more thing on this Brady thing, too, from what I'm finding out. Unprecedented and uncompromising the way that the Dolphins were illegally dealing with Brady. There were multiple sit-downs between Brady's people, Don Yee, who called me a liar about the Jimmy Garoppolo deal. That's a good point. So Don Yee calling me a liar, and he is without integrity when it comes to negotiating with the Miami Dolphin owner knowing full well that he was doing something illegal in breach of contract. The Buccaneers could sue Brady right now for breach of contract, for all the money, and for damages. I'd be very interested to see if the Glazers do that. They probably won't. But you have a case against Tom Brady for breach of contract. Dude, you're going to need the NFL Players Association. You're lucky. Brady's good, and he is who he is. Hey, you know what, GT? This does goes in. You know what, man? I never in a million years ever called Tom Brady a cheater. I never did. I never called Brady a cheater. I never did. This... I never called Brady and never thought I you know I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed. Like I would probably be disappointed if I found out that Tim Tebow wasn't who he was. Because I think Tebow's got a lot of integrity. And I like who Tim Tebow is, the man. He's got religious conviction. I like who he is as a human. Okay. This guy's got morals and whether you like him or not, it's not important as a quarterback, but as a human being, he stands for something. Brady here. Marcos, does this taint Brady at all? How about this? Does this bring more of the shit from the past in New England into view? Seven rings, Trump's a meeting on a yacht. Come on. Bro, I think when you sign a contract, bro. Hey, Xander, I think when you sign a contract, you put your name on it, and you got your name on a contract. How do you like it when people don't call you and say that they're not coming to work for you on Monday and they signed their name on something? I don't know. I think a man's signature on something matters. I, 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 hey, you put your hand on a Bible and you put your name on a contract. I don't know. Again, I sound stupid maybe to some people. I don't know. Seals, you're deflated by Brady. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> Seven rings. Okay. 
Xander goes, I hear your point, Big Sills, but this is business, not morality class. They offered ownership. Bro, I'm not saying that he shouldn't take it. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have gone. It sounds like a wonderful deal to get into ownership. Okay, so Brady's going to have ownership in the Dolphins, and he's going to be a broadcaster for Fox. It's wonderful. It's a great life. Brady has the ultimate life. Beautiful woman, beautiful life. I'm not hating on the guy. I just think you go, there's certain ways to do things, and I think you, you have, there's steps in life you take that people keep who you are and you keep yourself grounded by making those steps. Dude, I'm not trying to be a moralist here. I'm totally not. I'm just saying, I don't know, man. I just, I'm thinking of the other 52 guys, I guess, in the locker room. Brady saw an opportunity. He was going to bolt for it. Hey, okay. This is business. All right. Then it's in the right for the Glazers to sue his ass for breach of contract, right? How'd you like to have that going on for the Bucks this year? If you're the Glazers right now, you could sue Brady for breach of contract and Don E, and he's your starting quarterback. How'd you like that? It's just business. It's just business. <laughs> hey, it's just business. Well, if it's just business, I'm assuming his ass. I'm going to assume for the $45 million this year, breach of contract. They would win. They'd win that. The guys, the NFL laid it out. The, the Buccaneers can sue their starting quarterback for breach of contract right now. Don Yee. Maybe that's who I'm more mad at, Xander. I don't know about Jimmy G going to the Buccaneers. Really? Maybe that's why Jimmy G and the Buccaneers and Don Yee were adamantly against my story was because he was going to be the guy to go and be the quarterback in Tampa when Brady went to Miami. That was their plan. That's what I was hearing. Xander, now I know why Brady represents Brady's attorney and Jimmy Garoppolo's agent are Don Yee. Big Sills figured it out. Right, Xander says it. They were protecting themselves. Big Sills figured it out. Big Sills figured it out. Integrity. Integrity. Speaking of that, hey, would the Eagles be interested in Cole Beasley? I know what the money is. Would you be interested in Cole Beasley? He's 31. Big Seals, you a rat. <laughs> Cole, no, no. Carlos says no. Would you be interested in Cole Beasley? I know Cole. He's looking for a job. 
Would you want Cole Beasley as number three instead of having Quez Watkins? Okay. So you would have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Cole Beasley as your wideouts. Quez would be your fourth guy. Nobody wants that stiff. GT Nat, you don't want Cole Beasley. All right. Let me text Cole. Eh, Eagle fans hate you. Eagle fans don't like you. Yep. There we go. Hang on. I got to get this to Cole. I'll take AB or, or, or Odell. Odell's not going to be ready till November, dude. He's not going to be ready till November. Before I get to the Eagles and some stuff I wrote down for a training camp, I watched it all day today. It was really great. Hey, Dan, Hertz had an amazing day at practice today. You're going to admit you're wrong? <laughs> I watched it. I didn't see an amazing day. He had an amazing day. (laughs) How can you have an amazing day when you don't hit anybody or tackle anything? Dude, if you're not tackling or hitting, you ain't playing football. Hey, Dan, are you going to admit you're wrong? Jalen had a great day at practice today. (laughs) Practice. We'll talk about practice. Oh, my God. Practice. There are so many stiffs on my Twitter page. I mean, (laughs) Jalen had a great day. Hey, you admit you're wrong. We'll find out against the Lions. Holy jeez. All right, Deshaun Watts. Let me get to Watson, then I'll get over to the – what I saw at practice today. One guy said he was amazing. <laughs> hey, do we have any Pauly Shore numbers? Any Pauly Shore numbers? So here's why the National Football League has got to be very careful on this Watson deal. You ready for this? You guys remember when Zeke and even Brady, when Brady got suspended, Brady played the whole year, then it went into the offseason, then it went to court, and he missed the first four games the next year, right? So if they decide to go in and try to up the penalty, say, to a year, or try to add something else, okay? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, hang on. I got to – let me write down where I'm at right now. On Watson, we'll get. Well, I'll, I'll do Watson after Jalen. Are you guys ready? Here are the Pauly Shore numbers from WIP. Look at this shit. Ten of seventeen. One touchdown. Zero picks with no hitting and no tackling. His best day so far. 
was very good day one, but this was more encouraging than ever before. A few bad throws, but mostly very accurate. And he hit his receivers in stride. I want you to leave that there for a second. Xander, make that thing a little bigger over here. So, because you know, Big Seal's getting older here, man. And get off my lawn. Yeah, make me smaller here. This is training camp. And I want you to read the back end of this. Jalen had a few bad throws, but was accurate. And he hit his receivers in stride. Now, how in the F am I supposed to give a guy kudos for something you should be doing as an NFL quarterback anyway? This guy's writing stats down like this to make it seem like he's doing something exceptional and not what's expected. This is the shit that I can't stand. Eagles hashtag. All right, Xander, I've seen enough of the shit. Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you should have seen me in practice in wiffle ball. I'm going to tell you, man. I hit him on the roof when I hit the chimney twice. You know, when you hit the chimney, it's a grand slam. You should have seen me, man. Big Seals is hating Hurts. I'm not hating Hurts. I'm hating the coverage of Hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big Seals, you hate Hurts. The name is officially Polly Shore. Dude, man, that guy's a PR dude for Jalen Hurts, isn't he? That guy, seriously, it's like his PR guy. Who's, who's Jalen Hurts' PR guy? Paulie Shore on WIP. Ask him anything. He'll tell you how great he is. Guy's great, man. Hey, the guy knows how to throw a pass and make a ham sandwich. He's unbelievable. I love that you have a producer for StreamYard. You press one button to bring graphics. Uh, dude, isn't it great? He's the executive producer of the network, not just for me, though, bro. Just so you know, there's certain dudes that are button pushers. My boy Xander ain't it. I've had button pushers. What'd you say, Dan? What highlight? <laughs> what soundbite? 2-4, guy. <laughs> Oh, man. 10 to 17. One touchdown. Accurate. Hitting his receivers in stride. Sounds like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> Talk about a propaganda machine. Holy shit, man. I can't think anything is being covered on WIP. Seriously. How do you cover anything on WIP with any kind of seriousness? You're not going to be critical because Bob Lang will call your ass up in 10 seconds and shut that down. You won't be getting guests or players on your team, or you won't get your coveted campus. Hey, I, I'm, I'm going to stop that because, you know, I did that in Tampa and I had nine shares. Didn't matter. I was on the flagship of the Bucks. And Mark Dominic was the general manager. Oh, 
just so hey, let me give you a little insight here. So, like Mark Dominic, who was a horrible, he's 24 and 55 as general manager. And I called him a librarian. And we were the flagship of the Bucks. And the Bucks hated my guts. Now that now we're all good. Everything's good. Everything is good. And I used to go every morning going, that guy has lollipops on his roster. They're not good. Cadillac Williams is not good. He was the second back in the all. I went like this. He was the second back in that Auburn attack. Ronnie Brown was the better guy, not Cadillac. He got out to a nice start, and everyone goes, silly, I showed you. And I'm like, yeah, well, you wait. Guy was like, always hurt. Then I said the monkey comment. That's how they got me off the air. They couldn't stop me ratings-wise. Okay. They couldn't stop me ratings wise. I had number one, I was the number one guy in the market. I'm calling him the guy Mark Dominic is terrible. I wouldn't put anybody on. I wouldn't do that today, but but that's what you got at IP. I, I listen to that thing. They're all cheerleaders. Except Angelo. He knows how to do it. And Jody. Jody puts a good show on. We're good to have him here on our network. Jody puts a good show on, man. Easy money. Uh, let's see. If the Eagles stay competitive this season in the NFC and at least make it to the second round of – Dude, I, I think if Jalen sticks to his comments on what a lead is, being consistent, I think they got a great shot at making it to the NFC championship game this year. Okay. I do, but here guys, let me throw this at you here and I'll say this to you. Okay. Um, solo Hertz will have a better career than Dan book it. Thank you. Solo. Congratulations. That ain't saying much, bro. <laughs> that, that ain't saying much. Okay. It's not. Hey, was I drafted ahead of him? Was I drafted ahead of Jalen? I was a 56 player taken. What was he? I think he may have been 30. Jalen Hurts. According Let's to see Wikipedia, Jalen Alexander Hurts is an American football quarterback. 53. Damn it. I was almost drafted ahead of him. I was 56. He was 53. Damn. Got me by three picks. <laughs> hey, Sills, will you have Pauly Shore as your next guest? Chat demands it. WIP doesn't. WIP has become officially afraid of Jacob Sports. Fact. I was told that. No, nah, man. We don't want to lose clicks. And, and we don't want to come on. You know, I mean, um, yeah, uh, even though they do business with them. Yeah, you know, we got to look out for our brand. And, um, uh, yeah, take some of those teams off that WIP, and I'll show you what ratings you don't get. <laughs> you take the Eagles off that station, I'd like to see what they do. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right? Hey, you take them off that, man. I'll show you something. 
Football rules. It's a brand. You know how you do it? I know football's played on Sundays, but you have these specialty shows, Nick Sirianni show on Monday, that eat it on Wednesday. Do this right here. It's branding. Easy money. Thank you, bro. They really are killing it. Jacob is underrated. Eagles probably love love it. Their own. Hey, I'm surprised they don't have their own shows. By the way, I, I actually thought that the people that were putting on the practice commentary, I thought they weren't bad. I thought they were pretty good. You know, they're paid to be homers. You get it. They work for the team. Okay? When you're on the air on a radio station, you're kind of supposed to put a show on. Be entertaining like Angelo. Why do you think all the old guys in Philly are the best guys? Because they know how to maneuver around it, Howard. By the way, we got Tony Bruno tomorrow. Bruno will be on tomorrow. Um, I believe 4.30 tomorrow, Tony Bruno will be on. We'll talk some ball with him. Eagle Man, Hurts is a different breed of quarterback mobility, throws. He's not going to run the ball all game like three-step drop court. Dude, those guys don't win in the NFL. And they got a short ceiling life. They got a short ceiling life, them running quarterbacks. Ask Michael Vick. What did Vick win? Hey, by the way, how many people think Jalen Hurts is better than Michael Vick? That's a good point. Let me see what Vick's record was. You don't really think Hurts is better than Vick, do you? I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> Michael Vick. You 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 guys you guys don't really believe that, right? You guys don't really believe that Jalen's better than Michael Vick, do you? Okay, here's Vick's record as a starting quarterback. 61 and 51. Threw for 22,000 yards. His best season was in Philly. 18 touchdowns, 14 picks. Yep, best year was in Philly. It was seven and six. Vic in Atlanta was 38 and 20, 10 games over 500. Philly, he was 20 and 20. But you think Jalen Hurts is going to have a better career than Michael Vick? Really? <laughs> Vick never had an O-line. Vick elite arm. Numbers don't lie, big cells. Vick had a way better arm, no question. And won nothing completely. Hertz ceiling is top of a dresser. <laughs> he will. Records don't always mean better. Oh, really, Ernest? It's true. Look at Matthew Stafford. He's got an under 500 record, and people are calling him elite. That's right. They're calling him elite. 
No, I think he had 3,300 passing yards. East side, I think it was 3,300. Yeah, no. Well, he's a better player than Hurts. They're not even close. And he didn't win anything. I agree. I never said he was a winner. I never said that Vic won games, like a ton of them. I never thought Michael Vick was an elite quarterback. I thought he was an elite talent. Thank you, Eagle868. Real cool. Please hit the like button, guys. Please, appreciate it. That right there, easy money. Vic was easily the most exciting quarterback on Sundays. Not a question. By the way, I'll even say this to you. Brett Favre is worth the price of admission because he'll throw three touchdowns and two picks in a game, and the game will come down to the final drive. That's exciting. There's a difference between being exciting and winning. Michael Vick was by far, when you watch Josh Allen play, you're like this, Jesus, criminy. Or Mahomes. When I watch Jalen Hurts, I do this. I want to eat a sandwich. (laughs) I want to eat a sandwich. Hurts will go further than Vic in his career. Jesus criminy. Eli was boring. Eli, man. Hey, you get Eli in the playoffs, though, bro. Dude, Eli, man, he'll turn that thing on to light that. Roman Candle? Eli, Eli is like the greatest quarterback of all time, beating the GOAT. And, dude, he beats the GOAT twice. And one year the GOAT was undefeated going into the Super Bowl. Man, is Eli – hey, Eli can always do this. Yeah. I was 117 and 117. But I did beat Brady twice in the Super Bowl. One of them, I knocked his undefeated team off. Wow. Hey. Oh, man. Whew. Dude, GT, man, I don't know. Favre was not trash. I'll tell you one time, Dan, make me a sandwich. Hey, Jalen, make me a tuna sandwich. <laughs> it's I, I, I might have to use a Mickey line. Hey, you know what Jalen is? He's a tomato. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is a tomato. Vic is a better quarterback, but Hurts has just enough to get us to the prime. He does, Chris. Chris, he... Chris, I agree with you. Chris Carlisle, yes. Yes. What I heard today from that quarterback, and it was more of a quote in the USA Today, that he his definition of a lead is doing it every day the same way. Bro, that's the best thing you can hear. That's the best thing I can hear from him. That is so great to hear somebody say that. Instead of saying this, I'm going to break every record on the planet. I'm going to be this. Hey, and by the way, I got to do this one more time. Hey, Xander, I hate to do this to your boy. But A.J. Brown, man, 
And I heard the guys again talking about Jalen Rager. Who cares about Jalen Rager? By the way, Jalen Rager is going to make the team. But who cares? Yeah, those guys in Tennessee, I don't know why they don't like me. Dude, you're making $25 million. Yeah, but, you know, I don't get it. Why, you were not the focal point in Tennessee. It was the running back, the quarterback, then you. When you were healthy, and that wasn't always a given that you'd be on the field. You were rarely healthy in your two year in your three years in Tennessee. He missed quite a few ball games in his time there, you know. This guy's injury prone. Let's take a look at that. I want to double check before I make that declaration like this. You know, everyone's assuming that because this guy's built like Tarzan, that he's not injury prone. A.J. Brown, stats. According to Wikipedia, Let's see here. A.J. Brown here. Let's see how many games he's missed. Okay. Last year he missed four. Year before that he missed three. And the year before that, he started 11 of 16 games, so he didn't. I don't think he missed any games because he says he had 16 games on the schedule and he started 11 of them. So the first year, I don't think he missed any. So in the last two years, this dude's missed seven ball games. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah. This dude's missed seven games in two years. Is that a lot? I don't know. How can AJ get dinged up when that team was built behind Derrick Henry? Hey, hey, Tone, I think you're right, Tone. I don't think it's three. I think it's two. Last year he missed four. So it's six in the last two. I think you're right because I think I saw – 16, I think. Let me double check that. AJ Brown stats. I think you're right there with that. 14 started 12. Two. You're right. Two. Last year he missed four. So six in two years. It's not even the focal point of the team. Marcos goes, he's missed 20% of his game so far for a $25 million a year guy. Because you had a mediocre quarterback in Tannehill. How could Tannehill be mediocre, Christopher, when he didn't have A.J. Brown for four games last year? And Christopher... Your logic is not there. He didn't have Derrick Henry for 10 games last year. 10. He didn't have A.J. Brown for four. And they were the top seed in the AFC. How could Tannehill be mediocre and beat teams like Kansas City, Buffalo, the Chargers? How could he, how could he have an elite team 
and be the elite team and the number one seed and suck. Well, he had an elite record last year without them two dudes. Defense. You got to score points to win, dude. Tannehill is Tannehill is trash. And let's see what Ryan Tannehill's record is the last since he's been Ryan Tannehill's stats. Let's see what Tannehill's doing here in Tennessee since he's been a starter. Starting in 13. Last year, Ryan Tannehill threw for 3,734, 21 touchdowns, four picks, and had a completion percentage of (laughs) 67.2. The year before, he threw for 3,800 yards, had a 65.5, threw for 33 touchdowns. So wait a minute. Check this out. Ryan Tannehill has thrown for 76 touchdowns in three years and 27 picks. Yeah, you're right. That sucks. Yeah, you're right. He sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Ryan Tannehill in the Eagle offense. You guys have won 15 ball games, Right, GT? You put up Tannehill stats. Now, the difference is you got Miles Sanders. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's got Derrick Henry. (laughs) Miles Sanders, you know what he is? He's a ball boy considered next to Derrick Henry. Hey, man, go get me a tea. (laughs) And I don't mean an iced tea. Give me a kickoff tea. They run the ball with Henry. Not last year they didn't. Christopher, not last year. He missed 10 games. There you go when you have a guy throwing fake shit out there like Christopher. He missed the last 10 games of the year. They didn't miss a beat. John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are phenomenal general managers and coaches. It's a run first team. Well, who who took over for Derrick Henry? I was curious. Still. (laughs) Oh, they got another Derrick Henry? Damn. That must be a pretty good old line. Oh, Oh, I see. Deontay Foreman came in for Henry. Ah, is that the kid that was in Atlanta? Is that the Florida State guy or the Texas guy? I forget. I think he was like a journeyman guy. Tannehill laid an egg in the playoffs. I love how everyone assumes that everyone's got a great num, great post. Name me eight. Give me a quarterback. As a matter of fact, I want to take a timeout. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Sills here. Please hit the like button. Guys, I want to show you how hard it is. You guys are keep talking to me about playoff records. Like you think it's commonplace that all the elite quarterbacks have great records. Obviously, the guy who sits atop the roost here is Tom Brady. Brady's got 35 victories and 12 losses. Second is Montana, 16 and 7. Bradshaw's 14 and 5. <clears throat> Elway's 14 and 7. I'm pretty shocked with that number because he lost quite a few Super Bowls early in his career. Here we go to the modern day guys. Peyton Manning, 14 and 13. Is that elite? Ben Roethlisberger, 13 and 10. Brett Favre, 13 and 11. He's catched two games over 500. Aaron Rodgers, 11 and 10. Russell Wilson, 9 and 7. Jim Kelly, 9 and 8. Donovan McNabb has a better record than Jim Kelly, 9 and 7. Mahomes, 8 and 3. Not bad. Dan Marino, 8 and 10. 
Steve Young, eight and six. McNair, five and five. Foles, four and two. That's pretty good. Garoppolo, four and two. Matthew Stafford, four and three. Matt Ryan, four and six. Joe Burrow, three and one. That's pretty good, man. For as young as he is. Josh Allen, as young as he is, he's three and three. All right. Warren Moon, three and seven. These are Hall of Fame guys. Shit, Frank Reich's 2-0. It's crazy. Rex Grossman's 2-2. Ryan Tannehill, 2-3. Look at some of these guys. Kirk Cousins, 1-2. Deshaun, 1-2. Lamar one and three, Dak one and three. Where are you guys coming up with these numbers where you think postseason football? Time you throw a shitty comment about a quarterback with a two and three record in the postseason. I'll name you 10 guys that are Hall of Famers that he's got a better record than in the postseason. Joe Flacco's got a great number in the postseason. Would you consider that fricker? Or that guy, an elite guy? Would you consider that guy a guy you want to have quarterback in your football team? I think I think I saw five and one, Doug. Or five and two. Marino is seven and nine. Russell Wilson's nine and seven. That means, yeah. Pete Carroll, nine and seven with him. Drew Brees is nine and seven. That's how great Sean Payton is. Yeah, those are the elite numbers. James, go look at his Miami stats. Yeah, because he had shitty coaching, and he had Jeff Ireland as a general manager. When you put Jeff Ireland as your general manager and Joe Philbin as your head coach, James, what do you think? Are you not watching what's going on in Miami now with that train wreck of an organization? He goes to John Robinson, the general manager, and Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. He's 30 and 13. I know, it's all Derrick Henry. Not last year, it wasn't. That's not true. False information. Fake news. Fake news. Dude, Blaine Gabbard, I I I thought I saw him have a winning record, too. Hey, Eastside Monster, Nick Foles is 4-2. and Dude, 4-2 and in the postseason, man. Man, that guy, I'm telling you, the guy's a Philly legend. He he has to be. Dude, that guy's got to be as famous as, as Schultz with the Flyers. Just a gritty dude, man. Hey, let's run the Philly special. Okay. Go. Okay. Bam. Hey, let me hey, I would do one more thing here. Big D. If Nick Foles was the starting quarterback, no, Foles is not a Hall of Famer. 
Hey, Big D, if Nick Foles was a starting quarterback of this 2022 Philadelphia Eagle team, would you feel better about them going to the NFC Championship game and maybe the Super Bowl? G Tig. <laughs> Wife calls, dude. You got to go, man. Thank you so much, dog. Jalen, look, look at look at look at Razor trying to get rid of Jalen Rager to the Broncos because Tim Patrick went out, dude. Jalen Rager, you couldn't get a bag of raisinets for right now, and I like raisinets. Okay, you couldn't get a bag of raisinets for Jalen Rager. How about Nikki Foles quarterback in this team? Hey, man, you know what I would have done? I'd have traded Gardner Minshew and got that third-round draft choice to the Colts, and I would have signed Nick. Because you know what? Howie would have been covered because Howie could always go like this. Well, I drafted him before, and he won a Super Bowl with us. Why wouldn't I bring him back? A cheaper deal than he signed with the Jags? I don't know why he didn't do that. It makes total sense. Well, because you didn't want to upset the kid? Give him a break. This is pro football. Everyone gets paid. Paychecks every Tuesday. Okay? Savvy, love it, man. Thank you so much, bro. Please hit the like button. Thank you, guys. I'd say a single raisin. Dude, I love raisinettes, too. What do you think? What, what would Nick Foles do with this team? 13 and 5? Dude, you imagine Nick Foles with this team? No, but then again, he's got a coach. I don't know. And I don't I don't know yet. I don't know. Again, I'm more suspect on the coaching staff than I am on the players on the team. I want to, I want to, I want to reveal. Hey, I, I want to say one more time. 14 wins at a Super Bowl MVP. Lemonheads. Dude, I love Lemonheads. We would have got swept last year against Tampa. Second game would have been ugly. Hey, if hey, easy money. If Foles is the quarterback in that game last year against the Bucks, it's closer. Okay, it's closer. It's closer. Now nah, you got to get Foles on week sixteen. You mean week 11? Hey, I Xander, the who said that? Get Foles on. Where is he? Who said get Foles on? Who said get Foles on? I'm going to get Nick Foles. Yeah, I'm going to have his cell phone number. But I know how to get him on. Let me see if I have his cell phone number first. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. You got to give. Hey, Nate, I'm going to make you a promise, Nate. I'll get Nick Foles on for a week. 
12. I'll ask Frank to do it for me. I'll ask Frank to get me, uh, because Frank got me Nick Suriani's cell phone number. I'll have Frank get me Nick Foles' number, and I'll reach out to Nick, and we'll get him on. Would you guys like that? Okay, would you guys like, hey, ask Xander. Um, Frank Wright's a friend of our network. Okay, and I've known Frank for 40 years. And Frank will get me Nick Foles' cell phone number, and I'll ask him to come on. Yeah. He'll, he, okay, that is a given. Two guys are coming on this year. TVD, Tyler Van Dyke, and Nick Foles. I'm going to give full. I don't think I could get him on there. Should I, should I try to get him on Xander during training camp and build a relationship with him? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to send Frank a text tonight and we'll start that process. We'll start that process on getting Nick, Nick Foles on here. And I'll tell him, Hey man, man, we're based to Billy and you know, I'll start some shit. I don't know. Frank may tell him, watch out though, man. He said, don't say any, you know what? I don't know if Frank will put him on that. We may have to put him on a different week. Cause I don't know. I don't think Frank would want me getting him on and then him stepping shit and say something that, that would be bulletin board stuff for that Colts week in week 11. I don't know if he'd want to, cause Frank's going to want to win that game. It's at Lucas oil though. Can you get Carson Wentz on? I, 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 I'm not sure. I'm, I know a lot of people in the Washington. Oh, yeah, I know Doug Williams. Doug is in that organization. I can ask Doug for Carson's number. I can ask Doug. I can, I can ask Doug uh, Williams for Carson Wentz's number. I'll see what we can do. Get him on that week. Boy, I, 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 let's see. Lions. I'll get Chris Spielman on. Do you guys know who Chris Spielman is? For the Lions that week, I'll get on Chris Beal. I'll get Chris Spielman on. Vikings, I know Kirk Cousins. I got his cell phone number. Washington will work on we'll work on Cousins. Jags, we got to get Doug Peterson on. We'll get Doug on. Cards. I don't know if I know anybody in that organization. Steve Kime. He's the GM. I don't know if they he'll come. The Cowboys, I'll get the owner on. Get this, guys. And the last time I had the owner of the Cowboys on, Stephen, Stephen Jones, you guys hated it. You guys hate I me. Mean, you guys gave me shit for having Stephen Jones on the Cowboys. Steelers, I know Mike Tomlin. I don't, I'm I'm thankful I don't know anybody. Oh, I do love Lovey. I love I I know Lovey because he coached in Tampa with Tony Dungy. So yeah, I know Lovey. Colts Frank Reich. We'll get him on that. Hey, Xander. The Colts week, the week eleven, Frank Reich's on that week. So I'm gonna have the head coach and we may have Nick Foles on that week. I done. Two guys that got rings from the Eagles. God, we got a lot of guys that this schedule is favorable to big sales. Mickey Loomis for the Saints. 
Giants. I'll try to get John Meyer on again. He's always tough. I can't. I don't know Justin Jefferson. I know Cousins though. Hey, smile. I had. I had, we had on Stephen. You guys hated him. Sills is scared to have Lenny on again. Yeah, I am. <laughs> get Hurts on Big Sills. I get real quarterbacks on my program. Okay. I get people that actually play the position with some authority. All right. I actually get guys who could play the position. Seals, you missed Paul Nickus's question. If Hertz goes down with injury, do the Eagles go after Jimmy Garoppolo? Ooh. Ooh. Carson Strong. Holy cow. If Carson Strong is the starting quarterback, Seals, you're a hater. <laughs> I don't think much of your quarterback. Sills knows Lenny Dykstrom. Paul, stop it, will you please? Hey, man, real quick again. I'm watching that practice today. I actually liked it, man. Brandon Grant talking to the players, like I said earlier, I liked it. Um, They were working on really a lot of good drills. I thought Jeff Stoutland talking to the old lineman. Jordan Malata is going to be a star. Jordan Malata is going to be a superstar. He really is, man. I mean... You see how he's – you'll talk about a guy who's made – I would say this to you. The guy who's made the biggest leap the last two years, it's got to be your left tackle. He is just getting better and better. Am I right when I say this? Jordan Malata is getting better and better and better every day I watch him. And now that I saw him practice today, I was like this. Boy, does he look better than last year. And I thought he was a top 10 tackle last year. Now – you're starting to creep up next to that Trent Williams kind of conversation. The kid in Los Angeles with the Chargers. You're starting to look at one of the better tackles in the game. I mean, he's really getting, of all the guys, I'm telling you, the guy who's consistent, I mean, Devontae, he looks like Devontae. I don't know, maybe more confidence running his routes. But shoot, man, when I watched Jordan Bellotta today, I was like, wow, guy got a shoulder, guy got around him. I, I don't know who it was, got around him. He pulled that hand out, jammed the guy back again, kicked his feet out, got back in position again. He wasn't doing that last year. He, It's called recovering. And he was recovering last year. I thought he really did. Hey, Sydney. The Polynesian players are some of my favorite players in history. Are they great players? Whew. Some of my favorite people of all time, too. By Sikahima, Manotui Asasopo, Junior Talatasi. I think Junior Talatasi, I think he may have played with the Eagles. Junior Talatasi was friends with me and my wife. He gave us our first Lafalafas. And I think we still got our lafalafas. He 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 presented us with these four lafalafas that were made by his family. And Junior Talatasi gave them to us. Okay, and it was really great. 
it was really great. So we were we were like, he gave them to us, and Junior Talatasi and Vaisa Kahema. We know all those guys. One of my dear friends, obviously, was Junior Seau. I had a friend of mine called Al Noga. His real name is Alafante Noga. So flowered skirts, thank you, 215. They're called La Falafas. <laughs> oh, they're great rugby players. Fantastic rugby players, man. You guys were great. Tony Bruno tomorrow, 430, by the way. Legendary sports talker in Philadelphia. Please hit the like button. You guys were sensational as always. I want to thank Barrett Brooks for coming on. And I don't do this enough. Xander for producing us and getting us around for the three hours. We appreciate that. We appreciate you guys each and every single day. Don't forget birds in the morning there. You got sports take and then you got big sills here. Growing and growing and growing, man, and still growing. We're going to be adding so many more people to the network here, too. So proud to have you guys part of the fastest growing sports machine on the Internet and in the stream business. We appreciate it. We'll catch you tomorrow, 3 to 6, and see you on the flip side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.